Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. everybody so so nice to be back here live in studio ben and woods 97.3 the fan let's get our heads right on a monday and i've been here for three effing hours three hours i've got in this morning i've posted it on our on our instagram when i walked in the door at 349 for the love of god and now it's after getting up and sitting at my desk for an hour at work woke up at 1 30 couldn't go back i was excited to get back here man uh, I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindel. He's our executive producer. Good morning, Paulie. Good morning. To my left is Benjamin R. Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor. Ben joins us as well. Good morning, Benjamin. But you've only been here since 4.49 Arizona time. That's true. So. Maybe, maybe that did have something to do with it. Um, we are back in the studio. We were live all last week at Fantasy Camp and got a lot of nice messages over the weekend and texts from friends that said, God, that was awesome. That was awesome. I am... Um, I am very, very pleased with how the whole thing worked out. I'm very, very uh, proud of the uh, shows from last week. The interviews I thought were spectacular, and that's that's on the guests, man. They were incredible. All the guests came and brought it last last week, and uh, so nice having you there, Benjamin. Just made it worlds easier for Paulie and I. It made it easier for us to to do interviews. You know, without some lag, and you're kind of waiting for them to finish, and it just it doesn't it never sounded great. It sounded okay. This one sounded great to me. It was and, fun uh, to be there. It, it was, was. I'm glad man. that I finally made it out. Got to see you guys uh, play a little bit. Now, when we last left everybody, Polly had just successfully won the fifth place game. Yeah. 
But you were just going out for the third place game, and I never actually heard how that went for you guys. We lost. It was a it was a very nondescript game. Uh, just kind of just kind of like one 4-1. of those four one. Just kind of one of those like well, a regular well, baseball game. Yeah, and it was it was it. Well, there weren't like any big massive glaring errors or anything like that. Like we pitched okay. They pitched really good. They had a guy. They have a guy. Uh, what's his name? Kevin. Uh, Kevin McGarity. Kevin McGarity. He's about six foot five, and he throws smoke, and he throws a changeup, and he throw threw me a slider on the black <laughs> uh, on a two two pitch that I went. Oh, all right, see you later. I mean, it was there's nothing nothing you could do uh, on a pitch like that. <laughs> Even Ashby and Randy Jones. I was walking back to the dugout, kind of head down, dejected, and he goes. Ashby goes, hey, you don't even hurt. Don't blame yourself. I, nobody's hitting that pitch out here. I go, yeah, I mean, it's right there. Like, it was brutal. So he's a really good arm out there. Hope to be on his team next year so I don't have to face him again. Um, but so, yeah, we lost. This is what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about our friend and my co-host, Ben, Miss Daisy, Higgins is what I want to talk about. This so is unbelievable. We're going to walk through this here for a moment, and and we're going to there's there's some holes in your story, all right, that I want to get to the bottom of here. So I've got some theories, and you can feel free to shoot these theories down. So <laughs> my game started promptly at 11 a.m. Arizona time, 10 a.m. Pacific. Correct. Okay. It was two hours on the nose. At 1.05, I went back to the clubhouse to load my locker. Polly and I hit the road. Arizona time, I'd say what? 1.45? Yeah. Yeah, 1.45, 12.45. Here. Polly and I leave. We get on the road. We stop for lunch in Gila Bend. We got, we got gas. We got gas. We got caught at a light. Um, for two stops as a giant semi-truck blocked the entire intersection. So two full cycles Twice. of that. Two twi- different semi-trucks. Two different semis. Did it. We were there for 15, 20 minutes. Got gas. As we pulled into, what would you say, Temecula maybe? Maybe even past Temecula. We were only about You to- don't go through we Temecula. We were not, sorry, not Temecula. near Temecula. Not Temecula. Um, Alpine. Like Alpine. Yeah. Uh, we were just getting into El Cajon. Getting into El Cajon. down from yes. like Viejas Casino on the 8. We were right into El Cajon, and we got a text. From- no, I told Paul. I said, text Ben and make sure he got home okay. He'll have been home for hours. Ben writes back. I just got home 20 minutes ago. And I go. I have the time. I go. I go, that's impossible. That and was, we were in the car. That was, at, and I were- that was at 5.18 p.m. Yeah. Paulie and I are in the car, and I go. He had a conservatively had a two hour head start on us, and you got home twenty minutes hmm. before we got to Paulie's house. Did you stop by explicit on your way out? Have a cocktail, maybe, maybe grab one more. Of course not. Lap dance. Of course not. So you were you had been home for twenty minutes when you texted us. Yeah. I just checked because I told my wife, "Hey, open the garage." When we were pulling up, it was about thirty minutes later that. Woods had dropped me off at my house in Escondido. Yeah. So you were you beat us by about 50 minutes. Yeah, and I left about two, two hours and a half early because I came and watched a little bit of your right. game. But it was but, a, there was with all of our stops yeah. and everything, it was an easily two and a half hour jump. Nothing unusual happened. I, did you stop and hit golf balls somewhere? I did not. I Play stopped. A quick nine? Um, 
I stopped in Yuma for gas and lunch and then got back in the car and drove straight home. It was really... I mean, I did a sit-down lunch instead of drive So did through. we. So did we. We also did a sit-down lunch. That's what I'm saying. Did you? There are no sit-down lunches in Gila Bend. We went to McDonald's. That's not a sit-down. Down. That's a fast-food lunch. But we sat down. I did the old, you know, waitress and actually sit in a booth. Mr. G's? Yeah, I actually, no, I went to Cretines, which is the, another Mexican restaurant oh, in Yuma. fancy. It wasn't any fancier than We even went to Love's restaurant. gas station after that. And we went to Love's. Two gas stations. How stops. is this? How fast did you did you set your cruise at fifty eight? I was going right around eighty. I think. There's no way it, the math is not mathing. It doesn't math very well because I it was a fairly efficient drive home. I wasn't. I was moving along with traffic. There was no unusual stops. There was some traffic in the last like thirty minutes uh, trying to get back up the five in San Diego. It was Friday afternoon rush hour traffic. Did you? You didn't. You would have had, had the same bit. stuff. We had a little yeah. bit. No, it wasn't too. That bad. added about twenty minutes at the end. But. I can't. Believe, I mean, all I pictured was like you in a horse-drawn carriage <laughs> <laughs> coming home from Arizona. Like, uh, what, how long did it take you, Ben? From Do you want you, me to drive to spring training no, so you can see absolutely. how exactly the process works? Now I've driven with you to spring training. <laughs> it is torturous, and I've driven alongside of you guys, but not with you. Yes, and Paulie lapped us there, <laughs> and. I, like, you can open it up a little bit out there. You're in the middle of the desert. I promise I wasn't being, like, whizzed by. I I would say I drive. There was there was a – somebody just said there's a glitch in the Matrix. There was a glitch in the Matrix. I'm very confused because I, I don't drive maybe as fast as you do, but I'm still, I would say, on the faster side. I mean, I, I have to move over to the fast lane and go buy cars occasionally. Every once in a while, there's a faster car that goes by me. I'm not the fastest car on the road, but by no means like a slow car in the slow lane that is constantly being passed. I spend most of my time in the left of the two lanes don't going by other All cars. Right, I really don't do. Don't lie to me. All right. <laughs> don't lie to me. You lie to her. All right? If you're going to lie to somebody. Okay? I can't believe it. I, covered wagons are faster. They can get there faster than you. I asked Paulie. I was like irate. I was like driving home. I go. I don't get it. What Wor- is worse things to be called than a true. safe driver? I guess it's true. But I I was irate. I go. I go, Paulie. It doesn't make sense. He's there's something We're missing like, here. Doing the math. We're like <laughs> taking into account the the time difference. We're like. I was surprised happened? you were already in El Cajon. I that surprised me. Are you sure you're not going like, exceptionally I'll be fast. in my house in 30 minutes. You had a two and a half hour head start. Would you say you ever hit 100 on the drive? Oh, yeah. See, I, I've never. <laughs> 100%. I, I would never go above 85. That would be probably my maximum. I, so, you know. I Greek 88 says because he weighs less, so he moved faster than two chubbies. Thank you for that. <laughs> I Greek. Yeah, I'll tell you, though. Paulie and I both had the convo on the way home. As we. <laughs> We got in the car. I, I'm off of a game. I caught the last few innings. So I, I got in in baseball pants, basically, and, and got in. We made our first stop to get gas after, what, an hour or so? Uh, yeah. Both of us getting out of the car like this. Writhing and screaming in pain. And he goes, Paul, he's like, I go, look. We didn't do anything this year to get ready. We didn't throw at all. Our, my arm hurts. Your arm hurts. My back's killing me. He goes, Paul, he's like, 
bro, we gotta drop some LBs. I go, there's no doubt. I go, I gotta get this body better, finely tuned for it because I woke up Saturday and my kids are like, dada, dada. I was like, oh, oh, I was in such tremendous pain all weekend. And then today, I'm still like, I got out of the car. And said, oh, God. I'm like, bro, you're 48. There's 80 year olds. There's like 70 year olds out there that move better than me. So we got a lot of work to do. Uh, we got a lot of work to do. But it was uh, it was such a fun, fun time. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. I got a text from one of our buddies, uh, Jack, and it was the best compliment that we could have gotten. And I hope that his message resonated with the rest of the audience he said great effing job this week the interviews and the stories were incredible but what i loved the most it would have been very easy for us to just look at us and all the cool stuff that we get to do this week and there was a little bit of that i'm sure but he said you guys made it feel inclusive not exclusive that is it such felt a great... like we were all part of the week with you and i go dude that's exactly what we wanted. That is exactly what we were hoping for. That's what we were going for. And I for. hope that that resonated with at least the majority of the listening audience because, yeah, it would have been very easy for us to just be like, yeah, sucks to suck if you can't afford fantasy <laughs> camp, but look at all the cool stuff that we get to do this us week. with a cigar in the clubhouse. <laughs> like, well, and listen, they, they are, they're thinking about expanding it because the demand is really high. Um, and I told them, and we told them, bro, I'm so happy to be included. You don't you no longer have to give us a locker anymore. You can just give us our gear and we'll just show up in it. Like you yeah. don't have to do any If thrills. it's a matter of two new yes, players showing I'd rather up for the have, first time. Yes. Put us in uh build us a lean to, a shanty, something. We'll get dressed in the crapper. I don't care. I don't care. I love being there. I love being around the guys. I love getting to pick their brains. I mean, look, if you heard the Goose Gossage interview, you know, it was wheels off. And you can we can revisit it, you know, this week if we want. There's really not a lot going on. We can revisit it. But man, I was talking to my dad about it yesterday. My dad's a huge Goose Gossage fan. And he said, he goes, Man, it's just it's all you know, it's almost kind of sad. I go, I know. I said, it's you can understand now. Why the Yankees were like, bro, beat it. We don't need you out here calling our kids <laughs> P-words, you know? And you can have that thought, but still go out and help people. You can still go out and help a young reliever without calling him a, a P. Yes? And I, I'm. you can have your thoughts. You can have the way you feel without saying, I'm going to shove the GM in a trash can and nerds this, nerds that. Great. Leave all that stuff aside and just go be Goose Gossage for these guys. You know, you know? And, and I think there's a spot for both yes. viewpoints in the game. And you know, Goose made the point that, hey, you know, I you know I threw more innings and you know my arm never got hurt and they're coddling these guys too much and that's why injuries are happening. I'm sure that that is true for certain players, yeah. but he ignores. There were plenty of pitchers who got hurt back in his day, they didn't have the medical technology to fix them. So you get the Mark Fidriches and Sandy Koufaxes who burn bright and then flame out really fast because, well, 
arms are arms, and they haven't changed that much. Evolution has not changed the arm that much between you know the 1960s and today. So they're trying their best to extend careers and do good by these players and by their organizations. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is- and, and are some players, are they maybe too cautious in some t- in instances? Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course they've gone to the extreme maybe the other way on certain guys. But, but- the other thing too, Ben, is... You know, I always tell the Bob Melvin story last year about the kid that couldn't throw because the track man wasn't set up. That's not his fault. You know whose fault that is? That's his dad's fault. Or that's his high school coach's fault. Or that's his agent's fault. It's somebody's fault. No kid that pitches his way through high school just shows up to big league camp and says, where's the track man? I got to throw. No, man. He, that's what he's been taught. So you can unlearn some of that behavior as well. And I think there is a, a – that's the thing that really the, the overarching theme for me is a blend of the two. I've always loved a blend of the two because I could listen to Gary Templeton talk about playing short all day long. I could listen to Tim Flannery talk about breaking up a double play, going first to third all day long. But I can also listen to Kyle Bodie tell me this or Eno Saris tell me why this is important. It's all beautiful. It's all part of the game. So, you know, this year as I, I go on and we, we learn more and more about the game of baseball because uh, it, 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 it's constantly evolving, You're I, I want to keep in mind everybody's perspective. But, you know, you can understand why the Yankees were like, hey, man, you're, you're not welcome here anymore. You know, it, it, it made sense to me. Uh, but, man, it was just a really cool experience. Got to talk to some big names, certainly, and and just a lot of fun. So I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Well, it's good to be back, though, and get more into a a normal routine this week as we get closer to spring training. Padres pitchers and catchers reporting on February 11th. We'll come back, uh, set the stage for what we've got, hand out the menus. Uh, We did have, of course, NFL playoffs from the weekend. We'll get into that. The uh, return of Fade Ben with a vengeance. Good. Woof. This NFL postseason, it is back, and it is uh, strong. Are you okay? Is what I want to ask. I am a little shell shocked here (laughs) from my my picks over the first ten games of the NFL playoffs. How many did I get right? One, one, one and nine. One. Wow. Yikes. We'll get to all that coming up. Good morning, Monday. Be careful out there. It's already raining. It's supposed to be a a wet weather Monday here in San Diego. Let's check that traffic, see how it looks early with Kelly. Then we'll be right back with more Bennett Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Guys, I do believe congratulations are in order. Want to uh, take this moment to give a nice, warm shout out and a word of congratulations to, uh, well, our best friend, uh, one of the best Padres players I've ever seen, our third baseman, Manny Machado, and his absolutely lovely wife, Yane. 
Uh, they are expecting their first child. It was announced on Instagram yesterday by Yane's brother, friend of the program, Yonder Alonzo, uh, posted a beautiful picture of Yonder and his wife and Manny and Yane in the middle. And uh, they are dressed to the nines. I'm <laughs> assuming they were at the, it was a baby shower. Um, it's going to be a little boy. And Yonder said, God bless my beautiful nephew. It's awesome. And I just was, was filled with uh, excitement and that warm feeling that one of your, you know, your best friends uh, is about to be a dad. Our and contractual if, if, best friend. If you friend. don't believe me, we have a signed contract, so You're suck picturing it. play dates with Bo and Taylor already, aren't you? You know what, man? I, not even. <laughs> I just am happy for them. There it is, the signed contract. So, yes, you are contractually obligated to do a few play dates with us, I think. And I'm really just here... For any questions he might have about, you know, fatherhood and stuff like that, I got to tell you, coming home from camp, I got home, no one was home, and it was the worst feeling. They were still at uh, at football, Friday Night Lights. You wanted to be the conquering hero. Oh, Returns man. home, they run out to the, the, the car to greet you, get yeah. hugs. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They had just gotten home, but the kids were already in the shower. <laughs> so they didn't, there was no, Daddy, running up, and I walk in, and I'm waiting, and I was like, oh, hi, welcome home. Gave me a hug and a kiss. So I snuck back to the shower. They were in there. And they go, Dad! And they flipped out. It was awesome. But, yeah, I wanted the, you know, I wanted the run down the driveway and the jump into the arms. But, uh, man, it was so good to see them. And I thought when I saw that news yesterday, I said, good for him, good for her. Um, they are such a family Oriented family. This would be good for Manny to settle down his uh, his wild ways. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. He's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to be a great dad. I think she's going to be a great mom. I'm joking, by the way. Manny's yeah, Manny's already a homebody. He's already. Home got, he's already got the family lifestyle going. <laughs> yeah, it was just like that. Was the the last thing they were missing was just a, a child. But um, man, I'm happy for them. It's just the greatest feeling, and uh, it he will. He'll wake up now, I think, as he already does. He's a grinder. He's a gamer. But now he gives you a little bit of that extra. They call it dad strength. Dad strength. And it's a little bit extra juice to to make sure you do, you know, I got to keep doing the right thing here because, you know, I got somebody else dependent on me. The kids, if it's a boy, it's a boy. Imagine that kid picking balls out of the dirt at like eight months old. I mean, just backhanding. Long, big, long throws in T-ball. Uh, maybe he won't love baseball at all. I doubt that very much with his his family bloodline with Yonder and Manny. But he's I a mean, future MVP candidate. Yeah, that's true. Come already, AJ Preller has already got his eyes <laughs> on that fetus right now to try to lock him down. Because, uh, but it's just such a special thing for them. So, congratulations from us. If uh, you're listening, if you're not. It's fine. Let's skip the hot takes out there as well. I know there's people who are thinking, oh, man, he's going to be distracted. No chance. Newborn at home, probably not going to have a great season. You have no idea. It's the same thing with the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift thing and, and just the hot takes. Well, Travis not having a great season because of Taylor, but, well, he had two touchdown catches yesterday. I mean, if you're going to blame her, are you going to give her credit? It doesn't really matter. Everybody is going to have react in their own ways to life events. Some will turn it into a positive. Some probably will be a distraction for others. But it just there's, it's there's to each nothing person. that needs to be said nope. other than congratulations. congratulations. Exactly. That's it. Just leave it at that. If uh Manny and Yane, if you are listening, I my schedule is free to to be Godfather. Just <laughs> in case you wanted somebody, you know, with a platform here 
uh, and whatever else you need, we're happy to watch your child. Whatever you need, whatever you need, man. I'm very happy for you guys. Babysitting services. Babysitting services. 100%. So it's just a cool moment for them. Um, you know, bigger than baseball, certainly. Uh, and it's just it's just really cool. So I don't know how far along she is. I mean, I, I, I seems can't... like it'll come sometime during the season. Yeah, I would think though, if they're at the baby shower which is, and which is awesome, showing so probably in the next few months at least. So now, sometime I, during the season, hopefully. my wife's going to need to to be careful on social media because you know my wife does not believe in paternity leave for professional athletes. <laughs> my wife, Mrs. Woods, is like, oh, he's missing a game. Why? Well, he's for the birth of his child. Well, how many kids does he have? Well, he has three. Oh, well, he doesn't need to be there for the fourth. He's actually useless for the first six months. Babe, that's like the hottest take I've ever heard. So uh, Manny, It's become standard in, in Major League Baseball. Yeah. You guys have, have a baby, and usually they're gone for like three or four games at games, least just yeah. to kind of get settled at home and make sure everything's okay. So I would expect that will happen at some point during the season for Manny. A great point in here uh, by Elisa. Um now you have to keep us on Kim because Manny could be gone for as you know long as a week. So you're going to need somebody to, to oh, yeah, we fill his shoes. He's got to stay. Got to keep him now. Got to stay. All right. Here's uh, on the menu today. We're getting back to a more routine show. So anyone who missed you know the normal Ben and Woods while we were in Arizona last week, kind of going off the rails a little bit with interviews and having a ton of fun. We'll kind of get back to the schedule. We'll start coming up in uh, bottom of the hour here. NFL playoffs. I think you got again with the four divisional playoff games over the weekend. Uh, some excitement, uh, some upsets, some favorites that held on. Covers, not covers. We'll get into all four of the games uh, this weekend and get you ready for the conference championship games coming up this Sunday here on 97.3 The Fan. Get into some uh, Aztecs basketball, a tough loss at Boise State on Saturday morning. We'll also give away a pair of tickets to tomorrow night's game against the Wyoming Cowboys at Viejas Arena. And there were a couple of baseball moves involving former Padres this weekend. Indeed. No, no longer Padres. We'll get into the MLB news as well. All coming up in the first half of Ben and Woods. Do not go away into the NFL playoffs when we come back on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. And wrong, 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 and right once. I was right once, but mostly wrong this weekend. Benny the Greek. I think my biggest wrong, though, I doubted Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I just didn't think they had it this year. Was this the one, and I'm not being a jerk here, I'm legitimately trying to remember. Was this the one you thought would be the blowout? Yeah, okay. I thought I thought the Bills would. Hey, you sold me a little bit on take that. Take care of business pretty handily at home. You know, it's been a long time. I mean, Patrick Mahomes. They never have to go on the road in the playoffs, so it's just un. They didn't look. They didn't look that impressive during the regular season. Sure, they beat the Dolphins in the first round, but that didn't convince me of much. Honestly, let, let's get into this game because there were a, a bunch of good games this weekend. Three of the four were close. Yesterday's games were fantastic. 
But I think the Chiefs-Bills one was the most compelling of all. Let's jump into that after a quick check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. 44 yards pass. No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. Wow. The two most dreaded words in Buffalo have surfaced again. Oh, man, my heart broke for that kid. And with that, the Kansas City Chiefs pull off the 27-24 win over the Buffalo Bills to advance to their sixth consecutive AFC Championship game. It's not an AFC Championship game anymore without Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And I, I don't know, tell me if I'm wrong. I watched the Chiefs play enough. He's in. They didn't play that well this year. Bro, I lost most of my money this year on Chiefs games. Literally most of it. You know the other team? The Bills. Those two teams probably cost me more I mean, remember, than any other team. Remember all the drops and the missed yes. plays and just the looking out of sync on offense all the, season long? That plus the uh, meltdowns by Patrick Mahomes when it when he didn't get a call. when he's, like It just didn't feel like this was a team... That was going to go on any sort of run. Now, they could absolutely get bodied next weekend. They absolutely could, Ben. But to see that yesterday, that was such an impressive, impressive victory, especially with them almost fumbling it away. I mean, it was a really impressive victory, and they 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 did what they had to do to get the job done. Pacheco is my favorite running back to watch in the NFL. I feel like any time he touches the ball, He's going to explode. And he had 97 yards, but holy crap, were they huge yards every time he touched the ball. And uh, as for Tyler Bass, uh, obviously he's wearing the goat horns today in Buffalo. I, I wouldn't call this a Scott Norwood situation, though. Uh, it's not the Super Bowl, first of all. Second of all, let's be honest, even if he had made it, didn't everyone pretty much assume the Chiefs would go down and at least kick a field goal and win the game? I mean, pretty they left much. them with too much time. Yeah, they would have had a shot at least. But to me, Buffalo was already in bad shape either way at the end of that game. You know this. You hit a draw. Sometimes you don't draw it enough. It was eleven. It was a 12-mile-an-hour win going left to right, and he started it around the right. Like, I thought it was going in, and then you saw it just draw uh, and, and missed it. And he took complete responsibility. His quote was, ultimately, it's completely on me. i got to do a better job of getting through to my target. i got to do a better job of playing it a little bit more left when you have a left-to-right win. I've been here long enough to know you have to do that. I was trusting my line. I had him warm up, so I hit a good ball. It didn't work out. I feel terrible. I love this team, and it hurts. This one hurts bad. i got to do a better job on me. You know, I, I heard a lot of consternation in the last you know 12-plus hours about can the Bills just run it back, getting older? You bring back Sean McDermott. Do you have to make major changes? Is this a team that just can't get it done in the playoffs? And I would caution I would caution against an overreaction because a lot of times a loss is not an indictment on a, a franchise or an organization. Simply a loss against another team, and you just happen not to make a couple of plays. Yeah. And they the Bills didn't get trounce they didn't get thoroughly outplayed they weren't outclassed on that field there were a couple of moments uh stefan diggs not bringing in that <sighs> oh my God. absolute rocket launcher of a pass from josh allen that could have changed the game uh you had the weird fake punt uh situation where you know demar hamlin didn't make it on fourth down ultimately they got the ball back because of the uh, the fumble through the end zone that happened just after that so don't know if that cost them but just kind of a uh, an unforced error by the Bills in that situation there. They weren't, I mean, they're not light years. It's not like they didn't belong on the same field. And if no, they played that game ten times, 
And my guessing is Buffalo wins a few of them. Is it four? Is it five? Is it six? I don't know. But yesterday, it was the Chiefs that won it. Do you go out and make major changes to an organization based on one game? Or do you go out, learn from some of the mistakes you made, and just try to be better the next season? If I'm Buffalo, I'm actually just trying to learn from those mistakes, go out and be better next season, and not overreact to this loss. Of course, the danger is, if you don't, if you don't learn from it, you're just doomed to repeat it, and you just can't get by that final hurdle that you need to get to to get to the Super Bowl where you just continue to be locked out from winning. Well, I, I, I think that's a good way to look at it. I don't know how well that would go over in Buffalo this morning, but I think in a, in a couple of months when the, the sting you know goes away a little bit, I think you're absolutely right. You can always improve your team. You can always make you know upgrades at, at certain positions, but this doesn't need to be any sort of, we've got to completely change the way we do business because we lost to the Chiefs. But I can you know. see losing to the same team yeah. year after year after year in the playoffs where you're like, all right, we got to change something. Yeah, some, something has something's got to change. We have got to beat this team. You know, man, um, and, and I, I saw Stephon Diggs catching a lot of grief, I, and I think it's for good reason. I can't complain every single after every single game that I'm not getting the ball and I'm not getting the ball and I want the ball more. And well, here it is, biggest play of the game went right through your hands, went right through your hands, man. I, if you're gonna run your mouth like that, you got to make those plays. And um, Josh Allen, Josh Allen missed a couple of really, uh, I mean, there's no easy throws for fat slob like me. For him, he missed a couple of really easy throws, Ben, late in that game and on that last drive that that you know that that killed him. A couple of good comments here in the YouTube chat. Uh, the beef says Bills D was crazy injured anyway. They were so unhealthy. Brandon says McDermott isn't the problem. Maurice Jones Drew pointed out last night that would be like firing Tony Dungy when the Colts couldn't beat the Pats. Trust yeah. the process. Trust the Colts it. eventually won one. It's true. Uh, now I don't know if the Chiefs are going anywhere. If this this to me felt like. Kind of like the Dodgers this last season. This was the year to beat the Chiefs. They weren't at 100%. They weren't at their strongest, and yet you couldn't get by them. That might be one of those regrets, like the Padres regret having such a bad season when it looked like the Dodgers might have been vulnerable. And now, of course, the Dodgers look less vulnerable than ever, and the Padres look like the mountain looks even bigger. I'm sure in Buffalo there's going to be a similar feeling to that as well, that the mountain looks even bigger going forward. I'm sure we've talked about this in the past, but what are your thoughts, Woods, on the um, the fumble through the end zone rule there that every other fumble in football, if you don't recover it, it's just ball stays with the team that fumbled. You can't lose it unless you – but if you fumble it right into the end zone and it goes out at the just on the other side of the pylon, not only does the other team get the ball, but they get to take it all the way out to the 20-yard line as well. I mean, as a Bills better last night, I was very pleased with that rule. I was very pleased. As somebody that had the Bills minus two and a half, I was elated because I, I didn't think that that was going to uh, – I thought that that actually gave me a chance to stay in that game. If not, I think that's that game you know, ends a, a lot differently. Um, I don't really have a football team that I root for. I don't really care. That's the rule. So, so be it. It doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense to me. But it also – don't fumble on the goal line. You know, I mean, like he's holding the ball out, trying to get the tip of it over the line. That's the that's the risk. You know the risk. If they knock it out of your hands, bud, and it goes through the end zone, you're toast. It's you're going to turn it over. So that, I mean, you know the rule. Like you can't do that. To me, there's no there's no exactly right answer here. If you're trying to make it make sense and determine who the best football team is, it's a weird. It is weird. 
it is unusually weird. strong penalty for fumbling because if that ball rolls out at the one foot line, they get to keep it at the one foot line Correct. and probably score a touchdown on the next play. It seems very random and capricious that if it rolls out at the one foot line inside the end zone, it's the other team's ball twenty yards away. But if it rolls out at the one foot line on the one, you know, one side of the pylon versus the other, it's an absolute game changing play that doesn't really that's just fate that you just kind of throws it up to fate which way that ball bounces so if if you're trying to make it make sense i would say you'd want to adjust that rule but is sports about identifying the best team or is it about entertainment and drama because i'll tell you what the fact that that happened made that game even more exciting and much more entertaining it adds that level of danger and thrill if they score at the goal line if they score there it's over over, it's over it's over so if you're trying to create thrill and drama it's a great rule for football and football fans if you're trying to just create the most level logical playing field to determine a winner it makes really very little sense that you have a, a fumble rule like that and i think look if if it were my team that it happened to i'd be livid if it were my team that benefited i'd be happy that's just that's i'm a human being that's how i operate so uh right now as it stands i think it's a fine rule oh this is going to be tough let's go out to the phones because brian is a bills fan oh, and brian. wants to chime in this morning I'm so sorry Ouch, man. brian so good sorry. morning so sorry so sorry good morning fellas how you doing good buddy how are you well i'm all right you know uh listen it is what it is and uh heard some talk earlier about you guys may have been saying that maybe in Buffalo there's people screaming for Sean McDermott's head. I think there probably is a, a segment of that. I mean, when he used to the same club time after time after time. Yeah. In, big, in the big games, that makes a difference. I think as the Bills uh, somewhat connected to San Diego Padres, right? I start to feel like hubby fans always next year. It's a good point. They lose them a little bit. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I think we're we're losing, we're losing Brian. I like yeah, I, mean, I liked where he was at. It's always next year. Always next year. But I'm telling you, man, Brian, and you're you're probably hung up and, and are listening now. Your your phone was cutting out. You should be very happy about the team that you have. That's a team that if I that's a team I would be proud to root for. I like the way they play. I love the way Josh Allen plays. Does he turn it over too much? Yeah, he does. He damn near did it again last night. He got bailed out. But you know what, man? Some of the some of the great ones. Patrick Mahomes had a couple dropped, you know, interceptions last night as well. All these guys are, they're just, the Bills to me seem like a really fun team to root for. I like the whole scene that they have with the Bills Mafia. I just, I like it. There are a lot of similarities to uh, the Bills and the Padres. I believe that 100%. And like Smaller you Smaller market overshadowed by bigger neighbors in, in Buffalo's case, being in upstate New York yeah. versus the, you know, the city teams that get most of the media attention in the, you know, around the country. I, I get but that. I, I, I get that. But Benny, if you're a longtime Bills fan, a long time, and I'm talking, you know, 40, 50 years, it has sucked for you. It has sucked really. Really bad for you. It is that's a team that you look at and you go, I want to see those guys hoist the Lombardi Trophy one day. That city has earned it. Another city that's earned it. I think we're going to talk about soon when we talk about the Lions uh, and what they've earned. If you're a Lions fan, but holy smokes, I, I'm. I looked at that team last night. And I went, you're a couple plays away, a couple plays away from from winning that game, 
And I know that it's no consolation. That's a fun team to root for. Those are good dudes to root for. I mean, you the lost. Quarterback is the most important position in sports. And you've got a the franchise quarterback. You got a it is damn the hardest one. thing to find. Yeah. And you've got that. That alone. That's got to keep you coming back. Hundred percent. And he's a fun dude to watch. But you man. lost to a great quarterback again, and a really good coach in Andy Reid. Second most playoff wins all time behind only Bill Belichick. It's not. It's not humiliation. It's just. Frustration and more sadness for Buffalo Bills fans and, and Brian out there, and, and I get it. Yeah, I, I understand the, the comparison uh, with the Padres. I the, the little bit of me was hoping for a Bills Lions Super Bowl, just oh, because yeah. as someone who watched the bulk of their you know football in the last twenty thirty years, I always play that game. What if I told you that in 2024 the Buffalo Bills and the Detroit Lions were going to play for the Super Bowl, and you go. What? They're like the two worst teams in football. They're going to be playing for a Super Bowl in 20 years? That's crazy. We weren't that far away from that possibility. And, of course, the Detroit Lions could still get there. They've never been to a Super Bowl before in franchise history, and they are one win away after defeating the Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, 31-23. to Dan Campbell has got, uh, has got a little bit of magic to him, whatever it is. Yesterday was, by the way, three years to the day from uh, we're going to bite some kneecaps <laughs> off. That was three years to the day from his introductory press conference uh, when he made some big promises that sounded kind of funny at the time uh, for a franchise that had struggled for so long. But he is... We're going to kick you in the teeth, yeah. all right? And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, yep. all right? And we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right, and on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, and we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before before long, we're the, going to be the last one standing. All right, that's going to be the mentality. And you, you thought he was a, an absolute bozo, <laughs> lunatic. You did. I'm sorry. It's like Even the weirdest like, promise ever fulfilled in, in NFL history here. Yeah, and like the summation is when we're done, I'm going to be holding two kneecaps and a hunk of your leg in my mouth. And I'm telling you, whatever he's got that his players respond to, he's the kind of guy, Ben, he doesn't know how to be anything other than himself. He's not going to try to be Bill Belichick. He's not going to try to be Andy Reid. He's just going to be him. His players respond to it. They play extremely hard for him. That, That arena was bananas, bananas for that game yesterday. And I'm so happy for them, so happy for Jared Goff, who looked like it looked like he he it looked like somebody injected him with the fountain of youth. He looked like he did in college. I mean, he was bouncing around, esca- escaping the pocket, throwing seeds all over the place. I mean, some of the throws he made yesterday, I was like, what in the world? He was just in the zone, and it was really cool to see. I know it's been mentioned, but put yourself on a human level on how hard it must have been for Jared Goff to watch another quarterback take his team, the Los Angeles Rams, to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, when he got traded, the year. Can you imagine? Year. Uh, you know, and he hasn't dwelled on it. You know, d- he didn't talk about it much. You know, moved on to his new team. But to watch Matthew Stafford go and take that team, kill you, man, and win a you. Super Bowl, it would, kill, it, it would gut your soul. I don't know how how many harder things there could be in sports <laughs> to have way, to sit and watch that. Well, and by the way, you know, you uh, here here you are, the the toast of L.A. You're going to Detroit, where they just don't win. You're going to Detroit, and you're like, 
okay, I'm a quarterback, and this is my lot in life. This is what I've been handed. I'm going to make the best of it. And, man, has he ever. He impressed me. Out of all the quarterbacks I watched yesterday, the two that impressed me the most were Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff. Unequivocally. They were both. Baker looked like he was at OU. I mean, Jared Goff looked like he looked like he could not miss yesterday. It was a lot of fun. That game was excellent. Excellent. So whether or not you know, you're a Lions fan, and I'm not particularly one, although Dan Campbell has made them compelling, I've got to feel good for Jared Goff to have this opportunity, uh, go, considering just the, the travel, the, what he's gone through over the last few years, to be yeah. have a chance to go to a Super Bowl one win away. And it's not going to be an easy one going to San Francisco next week. But uh, they've got some pieces. Jameer Gibbs. Is Ooh, very exciting. Watch, He's a lot dude. of fun to watch, just like uh, Pacheco. Uh, Gibbs is a lot of fun to watch as well as a running back. Gives them multiple options. So Woodsy fantasy draft, by the way, they they didn't use him really properly in the regular season, of course. And by the way, he was hurt. No, uh, no problem. Baker Mayfield, pretty good game there. Really good. Nothing game. to be ashamed of if you're the Tampa Bay Bucks. All right, we got the Saturday game still to get to. We're also going to bring back Take on Woods after a week yes. off. All coming up next year on 97.3 The Fan. Don't go away. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Farewell, Josh Hader. Yeah, or not. I mean, or, you know, just... Farewell is what we say when we say goodbye to someone. Yeah, farewell. And you want them to fare well. And I don't know if Padres fans really want Josh Hader to fare well or not. We'll talk about the baseball moves uh, coming up a little bit later this hour. Take on Woods is just a couple of minutes away. We didn't play it all last week. We did a lot of 1984 Padres trivia. Well, we were out at fantasy camp in Arizona, but we will be back uh, with our musical Brack. trivia. Bree back. We'll be back. We'll be back with our musical trivia challenge here in a couple of minutes. If you want to get online early, you can call right now, 833-288-0973. Chance to qualify for that trip to Las Vegas, concert tickets, uh, the whole shooting match against Woods, 833-288-0973. We just talked about yesterday's NFL games. Had to mention Saturday's games as well, including maybe the best game of the weekend. I don't know. Chiefs-Bills was pretty good, but 49ers-Packers was an outstanding football game my god uh, lots of drama lots of back and forth and, and you actually had what you're always looking for in the playoffs put the ball 
in the hands of an MVP candidate like Brock Purdy and see if they can get it done trailing in the fourth quarter on a final drive. And that's what the greats have done in the in the history of the NFL. And while Brock Purdy is a long way from being an NFL great, uh, he took a step in that direction by leading his team on the game-winning drive. Uh, 69 yards capped by the touchdown by Christian McCaffrey with a minute seven remaining to reach their third straight NFC Championship game with a 24-21 win over a pesky Packers team. Gave them everything they could that, handle. That man. played really well for the first, you know, three quarters of that game. Uh, in a situation where I, I thought they'd probably get their doors blown off, happy to be there, got their win. Uh, no, no, they were determined to see if they could uh, stretch this thing all the way to an NFC title game or a Super Bowl. And uh, 49ers fans had to be extremely nervous watching as that game unfolded on Saturday. Christian McCaffrey remains one of the best trade deadline moves in the history of the NFL. They're not the 49ers without Christian McCaffrey and uh you know wh- what he brings to that team Benny. Um two scores for him. He was unbelievable. Purdy was very pedestrian. You know, he was he missed a ton of throws as well. Um adrenaline, don't know what it was. I know that it was a little more he was a little moist. They showed that you see that clip of him dropping back with the ball Wiping his throwing hand on his jersey, then re-grabbing the ball to try to throw it. A little slick out there. It's like me on the golf course on Saturday morning. It was, uh, it was pouring on my second nine. And I was walking, and I was I was waterlogged. My glove was soaked through. It's my terrible. grips were wet. I could barely hold on to the club. It was a tournament, and I was fighting through. But it's hard to play when it gets wet and slippery. Although, everyone made so much about the weather. Wasn't losing Debo Samuel in the first quarter maybe even a bigger deal? You know, Brock Purdy has always been a quarterback who uses all of his weapons so well. You take away a big weapon like that, that has a huge impact. And and his status going forward going to be, I think, critical for this game against the Detroit Lions. It's hard to even, you know, put out a line not knowing whether Debo Samuel is going to be healthy or not for that game. So that's that's a big one to lose Debo Samuel in the first quarter with that shoulder injury. It's a huge one, but I feel like if you've got Ayuk and you've got McCaffrey and you've got George Kittle, like... Your Cadillac problems a little bit. And, and hey, make no mistake, when it counted the most is when he was his most accurate. Six for seven on the the decisive drive uh, there for Brock Purdy. And they got the job done, man. And I I was very impressed. And, again, much like the Buffalo Bills, I know that that they're – more favored to win it every year than the Green Bay Packers. No one really expected this from the Packers this year, and really nobody expected them to go into Dallas and whoop the Dallas Cowboys like they did. But I think that you're pretty pleased if you're a Green Bay Packers fan. I think you're you're pretty uh, excited about the future. And Jordan Love, I know he made a terrible throw uh, to end the game there, a ball that you just can't throw at all. It's going to happen, man. It's going to happen. He's he's still learning. Uh, but he, there's a lot to be excited about if you're a Green Bay Packers fan. Yeah, his third quarter, uh, two touchdowns, both go-ahead scores in the third quarter. Jordan Love made huge strides here he in did. his first season starting. And if you're a Packers fan, you look at this season as a win. I know you're a Super Bowl organization, and, and when you don't win at all, it, it feels like you're falling short. But Let's be honest. No one expected much this year. Didn't even think you'd get to the playoffs. 
the progress Jordan Love made, the pieces you've got around him, the future looks very bright all of a sudden in Green Bay, and you got to feel pretty good going into this offseason, even after that mistake at the end. And I mean, you know, you just got to live to fight another pass. That's the that's, that's the it. ball you throw if it's fourth down. Yeah, no doubt. And the game's over if, if you, you, know, you throw up the prayer. You cannot throw that in any other circumstance. Just so many bad things can happen. So few good things can happen when you throw across your body. But ultimately, a successful season for the Green Bay Packers. And uh, they look like one of those teams to keep an eye on next season. That last pass, it's a learning experience, obviously, as we just mentioned. I thought that Jordan Love, though, and the other young quarterback that we haven't talked about that we're probably just about to, C.J. Stroud, very impressed with what I saw from both of those guys all season long. Yeah, wasn't expecting a ton as as just new to the league and, and so much to learn and grasp. And man, were they exciting to watch! It's funny because as I mentioned earlier, I missed on all four of my against the spread picks this weekend. I didn't feel terrible about any of them, even the Texans who ended up getting bodied in the second half. In that first half, tied ten ten, and watching what I saw. I felt pretty good about my, you know, Texans yeah. with the with the points pick. I felt pretty good about the Bills, you know, for a lot of that game giving the points. I felt good about the Bucks keeping it close. Had had they not gone for that two point conversion, the with the uh, you know the sabermetrics or whatever it is, the analytics of football telling you to go for two, and they had made it. We had seven and a half in that game, right? So that was the difference in the spread on that game. They went for two, didn't get it, so I didn't win that one. And the the 49ers, that was probably the one that was I was most off on, but uh, they did at least win. So, I mean, none of those games were bad. And, you know, I think, yeah, T.J. Stroud was clearly the pick of the draft. Uh, whether or not you give him credit for it, you know, because it took Bryce Young going to the Carolina Panthers for him to fall to number two. You could say, well, if we had the number one pick, we would have taken C.J. Stroud anyway. I doubt it. Everyone would have taken Bryce Young in that situation. Turned out not to be the right pick. C.J. Stroud clearly looks like a, a franchise quarterback in the making. And uh, like the Packers, a very good season for the Texans where you're building on that in the offseason going forward. And, and another franchise quarterback that I just can't take my eyes off anytime he has the football is Lamar Jackson. Uh, only I saw a tweet, only Lamar Jackson could go out and dominate a game like he did and there still be doubters about Lamar Jackson. It, it The fact that 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 there were people in that town that didn't want him back, that wanted to run him out of town, is mind-boggling to me. It's mind-boggling. He is watching that guy play. What are you complaining about from that game? He's an elect. Well, that, that he only had 180 yards yeah, passing he, or something? I mean, I saw a guy he yesterday. Had 100 on the ground and two touchdowns. I saw a guy yesterday say, man, the NFL's better when these guys are in the pocket slinging it. And I Who go, cares? bro, you're out of your mind. Get like, the if, ball in the end zone. Get, score touchdowns. What's the point of the offense? Win games. Get, get into the end zone. Get in the Win end zone. games. I mean, That's all he does. What a what a... A threat that he is, and watching him play is it's an electric factory. Every time he's got the ball, you're like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" He's he's unbelievable to watch. I was surprised that that was just his second playoff win of all second time. Second out though. of five, yeah. yeah. That that did surprise me. I didn't realize that. Just I figured, oh, he's got to have more than that. No, no, this is an important postseason still for Lamar Jackson and Baltimore. Well, I, I don't think that they've gotten to the level. If they lose at home next week, it's kind of disappointing. Hundred Chris is making fun of me. Every team that lost is a winner in Ben's eyes, but the ones that win, like the Ravens, they still have something to prove here. The, the you know their season's not a success yet. If they if they can't make it past the Chiefs in the next round, I don't think you're that happy about things if you're a Baltimore Ravens fan. Well, no, I don't, I don't think so either. You've got the MVP uh, in in Lamar Jackson, and and he is. Uh, so capable of doing so many different things uh, out there, and so you you wondered 
Well, man, what did Harbaugh say to those guys at half? It really wasn't him. It was Lamar. Lamar said he was really leading the halftime charge. Uh, and they said, well, what did you say? He said, a lot of cursing. <laughs> so he went in there, chewed guys out. Well, they went 24-0 uh, to zero in the second half, Ben, and, and handled business 34-10 against the Houston Texans. Uh, Baltimore just looks looks pretty. Those games, These games next weekend are going to be fantastic. Take on Woods is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil. Change, it only takes 15 minutes, and you don't have to get out of your car. For directions and discounts, go to SoCalOilChange.com. That's SoCalOilChange.com. Let's get to it. It's time for Take on Woods. 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 All right, we got Steve as our contestant this morning. Happy New Year to you, Steve. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good to hear from you. All right, let's get you into the January drawing for the trip to Las Vegas at the Westgate and the tickets to time on April 11th at the International Theater. Check out the newly designed Premier Rooms, part of the $70 million in room renovations at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. Get your own tickets at Ticketmaster.com. All right, Woods has left the studio. You get to go first. Five questions of musical trivia. Your category choices are head of the class, Five song titles, including the word head. Open and shut up. Those are five song titles that include either the word open or the phrase shut up. Or I'm in the band. Or in this case, band is in all five song titles uh, for the game. So which one of those three would you like to play, Steve? Head of the class, open and shut up, or I'm in the band? Uh, la, 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 la. I'm in the band. Let's I'm try in that. the band. All right, the new category again. Band will appear in all five song titles. Uh, do you want to play Woods straight up or keep your advantage, Steve? I got to keep my advantage. Keeping his advantage. Good. All right, uh, five questions, 60 seconds. If you don't know one, say pass. We'll come back to it. First question is the two second song. You need to give me the title of the song that includes the word band and the artist. To score that point, we'll go on from there. I'll let Polly cue that up. Polly, tell me when you're ready. He is ready to go. All right, 60 seconds on the clock, Steve. The category is I'm in the band. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck. Let's take on Woods. Which Beatles song and album title track appears twice on their groundbreaking 1967 release as the first single and then as a reprise in the second to last track? Incorrect. Grand Funk Railroad's first number one hit in 1973 is which song about life on tour? For an American band? Correct. Paul McCartney evokes the theme of escape in which number one hit for Wings in 1974? There's band on them. There it is. Considered one of the 500 songs that shaped rock and roll and released in early 1970 before Truckin', which single became the first to ever chart in the top 100 for the Grateful Dead? Oh, wow. Yeah. Go back to the two-second song. You got the band. What's the title? Oh, the time is up. All right, you got two out of the five. You got We're an American Band, Grand Funk Railroad, and Band on the Run. The Beatles song was Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. The Creedence Clearwater Revival song was Travelin' Band. And the last one, tough one, Uncle John's Band by Grateful Dead. Steve, hang on the line. Your score of two is locked in. 
Woods, we'll see if he can beat that. Doesn't get the category. Makes it a little more difficult. I had like five people in this last week ask me, is, is Woods really playing straight up? He doesn't hear any of this. There's, it's not a setup or anything. I go, I promise you. He is playing at 100% straight up. He doesn't know the category. He doesn't know the questions. He, I get like, a no clues in advance. On the life of my children, I've never this a, cheated. This is an authentic game. Never. All right. Steve's score is locked in. 60 seconds. Back on the clock. Same five questions. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Woods. Let's take on Steve. 737, come on, water the sky. Midnight Ride CCR? Incorrect. Which ah. Beatles song and album title track appears twice on their groundbreaking 1967 release as the first single, then as a reprise in the second-to-last track? She Loves You? Incorrect. Ah. Grand oh, Funk boy. Railroad's first number one hit in 1973 is which song about life on tour? Um, pass. Paul McCartney evokes the theme of Escape in which number one hit for Wings in 1974. Correct. Considered one of the 500 songs that helped shape rock and roll and released early in 1970 before Truck in which single became the first to ever chart in the top 100 for the Grateful Dead. Casey Jones? Incorrect. Oh my God, Let's go I'm back to Grand Funk Railroad's first number one hit in 1973 uh, is which song? Taking Care of Business? Incorrect. Oh and that, and that's a win, Steve. Two to one. Oh, man. What Proving was the category? Point. What was the category? The category is called I'm in the Band. All right. Starting. So again. all songs have the word band so, in the title. You got CCR. American band or traveling band. band. And then the Beatles album is, uh, the, it was a Beatles album. It was and um, song is um, it was uh, I don't know. Sergeant Pepper's Sergeant Lonely Pepper's Hearts Club Lonely band. Hearts Grand Club Funk band. Railroad is we're an American band. Okay. You got band on the run. And then Uncle John's band. Uncle John's band. Love that Tough song. one by the Grateful Dead. Brutal category. Tough category. Steve, it pays off for you today. the first L of the year? It's the first yeah. L of the year for Woods, proving our point that he is not ah. cheating at this game. Steve, hang on the line. You think that feels good? That does not feel good. <laughs> you are into the drawing for Las Vegas. Uh, Paulie will get all your information during our break. Those are all pretty great songs, actually, yeah. for the first time. It's ever. tough category, though, for sure. It's very like, tough. When you couldn't figure it out, I what the word it was made the rest of them very, very tough, Woo, I would say. Mama. All right, uh, we got Don't Do This coming up next. I don't know if this is a Don't Do This or not, but can someone explain to me what what is Club Shay Shay? And who is Cat Williams? And what the heck was going on with Shannon Sharp over the weekend at Saturday Night Live? So I, I missed this, but <laughs> I, I, can, do. I can explain everything up until Saturday Night Live. Okay. I missed Same. all of that entirely. I do want to talk about um, C.D. Lamb's mom. Oh. Did you see this? No. Oh, God. All right, that is coming up next. It's Ben and Woods. We'll be back after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com/network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Don't do this. It's time for... Don't do this. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you? Oh, I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. You moron. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. Tune in to kick off with Boomer and Valenti. Friday is at 7 p.m. here on 97.3 The Fan. It is presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it and by Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. I guess the don't do this for me is for me because I am so bad with stand-up comedians nowadays. Didn't know who Joe, Joe Coy was. Right. Even though we had Joe Coy we on our on, show. On, on the show, yep. <laughs> when, uh, when he hosted the, um, the Golden Globes earlier this month. Yeah. Now I am confused as to why they're why Shannon Sharp is talking to someone named Cat Williams and they're making fun of it on Saturday Night Live. I'm I was confused on why you brought this to the table. Is, I, if there's I am, confusion there, I am confused by the entire concept of what's going on here. So, Paul, you tell me that this Club Shay Shay podcast. So Shannon, Shannon Sharp, Sharp, Shannon Sharp has. Two and a half million subscribers. It's massive. Massive podcast. Yes. That I had never heard of until Saturday Night well, Live made fun of it this week. So they had Cat Williams in. Now, Cat Williams is a, a comedian, stand up comedian, and uh, he's 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 uh, what you'd call a bit unhinged. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he just says stuff. I mean, it's wild. And he went in there and he started just trashing every other stand up comedian. Well, out there. Like I, watched, his, I watched the whole thing. Did you? Yeah. He I has some sort riveted. of bit that Kevin Hart is like not. Yeah, real he's or like something a, like a plant, basically. <laughs> what does that even mean? He's a plant. He, yeah, a plant he was of what? About how like <laughs> he mentioned Kevin Hart among he went down the list of pretty much every actor <laughs> or comedian in Hollywood and was just like nobody just 
like arrives in Hollywood and is starring in a show and starring in movies. And I thought that's exactly how it worked, though. <laughs> like Brad Pitt moved to Hollywood, and they're like, well, "This guy's good looking. What's <laughs> decent actor? Uh, mean, throw him in there." What do they have to go through the Hollywood minor leagues right. first, and then they, you know get, they get promoted to the big but, time movies? I mean, he went off on the Kings of Comedy, oh, yeah. accusing people of stealing, stealing his jokes. jokes. It's, it was. I saw the I saw the clips, and I mean, honestly, like maybe he's right, maybe he's wrong. It's just that it's the bitterness, you know. It's just bitterness. It just we see it in radio all the time. My God, do we see it in radio? <laughs> Holy crap! Especially in sports radio. Uh, and then does Shannon Sharp just interview comedians or anyone? It's, or any, it's, it's anyone, everyone, sports okay. people, um, everything. So what? What? Oh, I don't know. What was your don't do? I don't know. It's for me. Not knowing who Cat okay. Williams is after not knowing who Joe Coy was All right, well, a couple of weeks ago. I mean, he's had Marshawn Lynch, Ric Flair. Uh, yeah, he's music it's, artists, uh, musician or musicians, actors, athletes, comedians. Matthew, how does Ben not know who Cat Williams is? I don't know. What what has Cat Williams been in? He's, he's been a in Wild and Out. He's been in My Wife and Kids, The Boondocks. He's been in Your Wife and Kids? No, that's what it's called. <laughs> oh. Norbit. I never saw Norbit. Friday After Next. Is that... I, I, don't, I haven't seen any of these things. I mean, he's a very, very, very well-known well yeah. comedian. Okay. Yeah. Not in, not, not, maybe not so much for his it's, acting. Okay. Not he's important. a comedian. I mean, we'll just go back to... Fine. To, we'll go back to Don't Do This and Sports. Fine. C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb. Mama Lamb. Mama Lamb. Leta Ramirez. Um, after the Dallas Cowboys' very embarrassing loss in the playoffs, she went to, Ben, her Facebook page, and she wrote three words. Dak isn't it, is what she wrote. C.D. Lamb's mom. Talking about her son's quarterback. Dak isn't it. So people started weighing in. Said, hey, tell the young'un to come home to the home team. Houston. CJ would love him. She goes, S, I wish he would. CJ is great. This cannot be good. This cannot be good for the team. This cannot be good for uh, you know moving forward uh, together. She also uh, went on to say... How would you feel if my mother, Kim, just tweeted, Woods isn't it. Woods isn't it. Woods isn't it. You know what I'd say to Kim? (laughs) Get in line. Or if, you know, your lovely mother, Marsha, just tweeted, Ben isn't it. I wish CD... Not good for club chemistry. It's not. I wish CD would leave. They need to get rid of his ass, Dak. It's guys on that team that want a ring. They work too hard. Dak don't want to win a ring. Mm. How do you, if you're CD Lamb, what do you do? You just text... Dak and be like, hey, sorry about my mom. She went a little bit bat s, uh, <laughs> and uh, I apologize. I apologize for her. How does that work? Yeah, that's going to be awkward at the next uh, mini game. I mean, or... those two guys are a huge part of that team moving forward. Didn't have a great game. Had a great season. Didn't have a great game. Didn't he also like CD Lamb set like every offensive record the Cowboys have this year? Like, yeah, he had a great. He, he had a great season too. Because of Dak throwing to him. That is tough, dude. That is tough. Hmm. There's probably been times where your mom thought Woods isn't isn't it. She loves you. Yeah, she does. Woods is clown. Ben, I can listen to. How could you not? Finally, do do this. Back on the Mega doo doo. There it is. What a performance by amateur golfer (sighs) Nick Dunlap, 20 years old, University of Alabama. (laughs) 
playing in the American Express at PGA West yesterday. Had a, a four-shot lead going into the final round over a good field. Guys like Sam Burns, Justin Thomas, Sander Shoffley. Yet he was beating all of them. And uh, the pressure on a kid like that must be unbelievable. He, he knocked one into the water on seven, made a double bogey, lost the lead. And I go, okay, we've That's seen this story him. before. Yep. He is going to fall apart. He was down one going into the last few holes, but birdied 16, made a nice uh, nice little like six, seven-footer for birdie to tie Sam Burns for the lead. So they go to the Island Green 17th, and Dunlap has to hit first and gets it onto the front of the green. So I'm thinking, oh, this is Burns. He's won five times on tour. He's going to knock it in close. This is it. Uh-uh. Sliced it right into the drink, double bogey, and all burn or all Dunlap needed was a par on the final hole. Now there's water all the way down the left, so he did what all of us would do. Big slice to the right, second shot, way missed to the right, but it, it got it up and down, made a footer, and became the first amateur to win on the PGA Tour since Phil Mickelson in 1991. 20 years old, man. I watched, uh, watched the last couple holes, and I, I just kept waiting for him to... Soil himself, as as most 20-year-olds would do. Let's be honest. As most guys that have never won on tour would. As Sam Burns did, as even Sam though Burns he's gone did. to the Ryder Cup and won five times on tour. He double bogeyed the last two holes. Insane. Insane, insane accomplishment for this young man. So, here's the thing. The purse was how much? 1.5? The winner's share was just over 1.5 million. Doesn't get a nickel. He doesn't get a dollar. Not one dollar. That went to second place finisher, Christian Vizidenholt. Vizidenholt. He gets that money. Doesn't get the money. No, no, no. Christian gets the money. Yeah. It's fantastic. He finished second. Now, he gets something even more valuable. As soon as he turns pro, Don't he's got say a, exposure and experience. He's got a <laughs> two year exemption on the PGA Tour yes. through 2026. That's so. unreal. So, okay. He turns pro today. I would right? think that would probably be wise. I that, did see he's playing in the Farmers. It, did he? Oh, yes. did, he, did he commit to the Farmers when he email, won? Yeah, uh, you, when you win, you're allowed to pick the tournament next week. So he's going into the Farmers next so week. So he'll be here. And maybe as a pro, too. Um, so the only reason he wasn't turning pro, he won the U.S. Amateur last year, yep. and that comes with an invitation to the Masters. So he already got that. But, but if you turn pro, you lose your invitation to the Masters. But now that he's won, he gets he another gets invitation anyway. to the Masters. So he can turn pro, still play in the Masters, gets in all the elevated events now. He's in the majors. He's in the top 70 in the world golf rankings. Bro. Did you see the video, though, of his teammates in at Alabama? They, they went. They were in a van. They went bananas. Uh, riding, I don't know, you know, to a tournament or something. And it was pretty cool. They had a TV in the van. It was a big, nice sprinter van. And they were all watching. And they were filming their reaction when he made that putt. They just went absolutely nuts. The problem is they're probably going to lose him as a teammate now because he's yeah. going to immediately turn pro. I haven't heard any official decision, but I'm glad to know he's coming to the Farmers Insurance yep. Open, which uh, begins in just two days Love at Torrey it. Pines, Wednesday through Saturday. Uh, good field. Uh, Xander Shoffley's in. Justin Thomas is in. Justin withdrew, I think. Oh, he I think, did? I think that oh, was wow. in the same, You've got, the uh, same You saw an email clip. that I didn't see. I think so. that was in the same clip. Uh, he had a good week, though, at, uh, did. In, the, in the desert. Maybe he feels like he's sharp enough that he J- can take a week off. I think it said JT. I'm Cat. almost positive. Ben, um, ben not knowing who Cat Williams even was and then being able to tell us everything about some 19-year-old 20 golfer, year old 20 year old golfer yeah. that nobody had ever Very heard of before this weekend. That's the most on-brand yes. thing I think I've ever heard. It is on-brand. And that's Don't and Do Do This for a Monday. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. All right, there were some baseball moves over the weekend involving a couple of now former Friars. Uh, of course, nothing 
Nothing. I saw the pod unless I missed an email that was <laughs> on. Padres made a few moves that I'm unaware of at this point on a Monday morning. We'll get to that coming up next year with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Say if there's one Padres related takeaway from last week in Arizona, it's it's got to be seeing some of those young guys out there putting in the work and the excitement that you get from the staffers feels very well about the uh, the up and coming prospects for the Padres this time around. So let's talk for a second. I didn't get a chance to uh, to share the story last week, but uh, one of the presentations that they did at fantasy camp, it's pretty cool. Um, so Riley Westman came in and he did a presentation with Jonathan Matthews and, uh, Jonathan came over with Andy Green as an assistant hitting coach, transitioned into hitting coach, a lot of levels managed in Fort Wayne last year, promoted to hitting coordinator alongside Oscar Bernard for this year. What a phenomenally great speaker and, uh, and uh, story that he told. So he's the one that implemented the, what did they call him, Paulie? Do you remember the foam, the foam party? They call yeah. it a foam party, and it's not that kind of foam party. Ben, I know where your head is. Is a rave? Are we talking about a rave? I know where your head immediately goes because, well, because you're a deviant now. Then we all know that. So they were talking about it. was pretty cool, man. It's a little bit in the weeds, but for baseball fans, that's pretty much how we live. Talking about the, the pitcher that you're going to be facing that night. Is he north-south guy? You know, is he up in the zone? Is he down in the zone with his off-speed? Or is he east-west guy? All the guys now, they're sweeper, all east-west movement. So they're able to now, with technology, go in and basically plug in what that night's pitcher is going to look like. Now, they've done this before, and they did it with real baseballs. Guys were like, hey, man, um, this guy throws 98. I don't know that I want to go and replicate before a game a 90 mile an hour, 98 mile an hour heater in on my hands and try to, you know, get used to it. So they, they started using these foam balls and it, it's perfect. So the guys can go in, wham, hit it, see what the, the, the picture of the night looks like. But He's, if they happen to take one off oh, the yeah. handle, not going to hurt them at all. They're not feeling that no. for the rest of the night. It's so. pretty awesome, dude. Pretty awesome stuff. So I, I ran into, uh, to Mr. Matthews in the hallway and I said, Hey, that was awesome stuff. I can't get enough of that. And I said, uh, I said, quickly. I said, "Who looks, who looks the best with the stick?" And he goes, "Jackson Merrill." He just didn't even didn't even pause. He goes, "He's he's he, he looks good. He looks good. He can hit." And I said, "All right, all right, good to know." So excited about uh, him. And I heard that from four or five people out there. Jackson Merrill, supposedly the real deal um, out there. And I told you last week too, talking to some of the guys, the vibe is different. It's different uh, than it's been in years past. So think we were there five years ago for our very first time. Paulie, remember some of the prospects coming up through that time? Didn't hear a word about them. Not one single solitary word. 
the the returns on on Polly, on Marcy, on Merrill, just raving, raving about the work these guys are putting in. So listen, I, I know it doesn't it doesn't mean a damn thing until they come to the big league level and do it. I'm just don't kill the messenger here. I know people have been fed this stuff before. I'm just telling you what I heard, and I thought it got me. It it, it lit the fire in me a little bit. You're as far from a prospect hugger, yeah, as there really can be. Um, I, I think I was, and I th- I think maybe I'm getting the hugging vibe. And you a know, little bit. When, it, when it came to Jackson Merrill, uh, I'll have to admit, over the last year, I've almost thought it's it's inevitable. The Padres are going to have to trade him. They haven't moved his position. They've blocked him at every turn. It's just not making a lot of sense to to bring him up and make him a core part of the future Padres. Yet after last week and hearing what people have said about him and the trajectory that he's been on, if they do end up trading him, I, I think there's going to be part of me that's really disappointed now. I, I couldn't agree uh, more, Ben. I, I think with him, I think, I, you know, obviously shortstop is going to be blocked here for you, Jackson. And, you know, that's... If you really have your heart set on being a shortstop and that's where you project to be the best, this is probably not the organization for you right now, my friend. As much as, you know, you're probably deserving of of a look. Um, If you want to help the San Diego Padres win in 2024 and beyond, I don't know that shortstop, barring some wild injury or trade or something, uh, I don't know that that's going to be the best spot for you. Um, But, you know, if you want to make the big league club this year, I believe you will have a chance. You're going to have to play a different position, you know. And I, I don't know. Could that lead to, you know, it makes you speculate a little bit. Maybe that's why AJ hasn't been super duper active, you know, on the free agent market. Could be a, a multitude of reasons, but maybe one of them is he's like, look, I want to get reports back and find out if this kid's ready to go start in left field for us on opening day. Stranger things have certainly happened, but by all accounts, his bat is is projecting really well for the San Diego Padres in the year 2024. Josh Hader gets his bag, not Woo. necessarily from the team people were expecting. We'll get to the weekend moves in Major League Baseball right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. I don't know if there was one Padres fan who had even a, a shred of a thought that Josh Hader might be back. Even though, theoretically, it was possible. No one even considered the possibility that they would spend any of their limited off-season funds on bringing Hader back. Yeah, so, nor did they have the funds no. required, allegedly, to go out and so, sign to Josh Hader. At the very least, we were well-braced for the news over the weekend that Josh Hader had agreed to a five-year, $95 million contract with the Houston Astros, a team that uh, wasn't necessarily viewed as seriously in the market for bullpen help because, well, they just have a really good bullpen already. Ryan Presley is a very solid closer. Brian Abreu. Uh, who's got one year left on his contract. Uh, they did lose Kendall Graveman. They found out he was going to miss the entire season, but uh, I saw a lot of people pointing out losing the, re- the reaction to losing Kendall Graveman is not necessarily going out and signing Josh Hader for a a hundred million dollars, but that's uh, that's what they did, and the Astros certainly are. You know, they want to get back to the World Series, and they think a bullpen is a good way to do it. Uh, Hater can argue that he got the biggest contract for a reliever ever. Technically, it's lower in terms of overall dollars than Edwin Diaz, but Diaz had some deferred money. So the way they calculated, I guess technically Josh Hater's real dollar value for the deal is slightly more than what Edwin Diaz got from the Mets. So his agent can say, Hey, when we were going for the greatest, you know, 
closer contract of all time, and we got it. But your thoughts, Woodsy, on uh, Josh Hader to the Houston Astros? I think it makes the Houston Astros a very, very uh, formidable team, especially late in the game with Brian Abreu, as I mentioned, uh, with Ryan Presley, and with, with now Josh Hader. I'm assuming Josh Hader is going to be the closer. He's going to be your ninth inning three-out guy. He's going to be – I don't know how much you would need him. Uh, to 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 go multiple innings, obviously, uh, as even he mentioned before. Yeah, listen, we're in the playoffs. It's a different story. We've we've seen it. Uh, but he's not going to be a guy. And I know he was he was in Milwaukee. They really really burned through him as best they could. Then tried to screw him in arbitration. Put a sour taste in his mouth. We all know the story uh, of Josh Hader. I think it's a great fit for them. I think it's an absolutely fantastic fit for them. Uh, I know that they did not like watching the Texas Rangers run to a World Series uh, championship last year. I know they didn't like that. And much like the Dodgers didn't like losing to the Padres, much like the Dodgers didn't like losing to the Diamondbacks, it forces your hand a little bit. They have the money to spend. They're a huge, huge market. They're a good baseball team, and they just got a lot better by signing Josh Hader. If you're Ryan Presley, you can't really say anything. Not a damn thing. But probably, do you even care? I don't. Yeah, I wonder I think, if you I think even you're mad, care. I think you're kind of mad about this. Do you think so? Because it's Josh Hader, so there's really no competition. You can't go and say, "Hey, you know what? I'm throwing great. I'm going to be the closer. And they're going to make Josh the setup guy for me." Josh Hader is going to be the closer. At that, I think there's with no that doubt. track record and that kind of money. Josh Hader is getting to close. Ryan Presley is going to be a free agent, and now going into his free agency year. He's not going to have the saves, you know, the those numbers that, you know, jack up the contract offers in the offseason. I'm sure he'll do just fine. He's got I mean, his numbers were still good. He was 4 and 5. His ERA was 3.58 last year, a little higher than his career average, but they said the, you know, the peripherals, the, you know, the numbers behind the numbers all look still really good for Ryan Presley last year. He didn't do anything to lose his closer's job, but he just lost it to a superstar in Josh Hader, which means he's now a setup guy and Setup guys don't make as much as closers do in the free agent market. And we'll see what what transpires and whether he ends up signing an extension with Houston or, or goes on to free agent. Robert Stevenson got the second biggest Oof. offseason deal for a relief pitcher from the Los Angeles Angels, but that was only $33 million. Now, is Ryan Presley a Stevenson or is he a hater? Because he's probably thinking, I was a hater guy. I was thinking, you know, $80, $90 million. Now maybe I'm more of a $40 million guy. That could be a very expensive signing for Ryan Presley to to lose all those save opportunities this season. Yeah, and I, I you know I don't know Ryan uh, at all. Uh, all I because I have never heard him utter one word. He just goes out, takes the ball, and and tries to get the last three outs. I, I you would imagine when you sign a Josh Hader and you're trying to win a World Series that that would make you happy. Um, everybody wants to be the man. I get it, but Ryan Presley now has to look at it as oh cool now I can go out and focus on being the best eighth inning guy or. The seventh inning guy, Brian Abreu, takes the next step, and he gets the eighth. Just want to win a World Series again, uh, I would imagine. So I don't, I don't know how he's going to feel. He was about a really it. good ninth inning guy, though. Thirty-one saves, yep. one point zero seven WHIP last season. Not Josh Hader, but really good. A lot yep. of teams would love to have him in the ninth inning. He's going to have to settle for probably the eighth inning though this sure. season. No, I, I, I totally understand. Um, but that team got better. They got better by adding Josh Hader again. We'll see how he's deployed. Who's their manager again? Who's their their new manager? Joe Espada. That's right. Yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, now, did the St. Louis Cardinals get better with their move they made over the weekend, signing Matt Carpenter to a one year deal? He'll get the uh, he'll get the minimum. Oh. The Atlanta Braves will play the, pay the rest of his salary. 
uh, with the Padres sending, of course, a million and a half to the Braves and Ray Kerr to get rid of Matt Carpenter for his final year of his contract. So I had 100% completely forgotten about that. Did you? I 1,000% (laughs) forgot. He was a free agent, obviously. Obviously. uh, No, I I thought he had one year. He was a free agent after the Braves released him. They released, yep. But the Padres traded him to the Braves (laughs) to save about $4 million of his salary next year. Had to tack on Ray Kerr, of course, to get rid of him. The Braves kept him for a hot minute, realized no one was going to trade for him, so they just released him, and now he's uh, returning to his home in St. Louis with the Cardinals for either one more go-around or maybe just a, a tip of the cap to the fans in spring training. If it doesn't work out, they're really on the hook for almost nothing, just a, a minimum deal, and if he doesn't make the team, I think the Braves end up having to pay all of it anyway, so kind of a no-risk deal for the St. Louis Cardinals. We're all going to be pretty mad if Ryan, if Matt Carpenter has a really good season, though, here for the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, you can basically, I mean, he'll he'll if if he makes the the team, yeah. he will absolutely torch the San Diego Padres. That is going to be that's something that you can. It's going to be frustrating. You can write it in stone. He's going to be. We'll aggra- do the aggravating to say the least. We'll set the over under on six hits in a three game set, and he like will, Tommy Pham, like Tommy Pham. He had to, he beat the over the first night, <laughs> a bomb and four hits or something, but. Uh, I mean, look, he's that's where that's that's who he is. He's a St. Louis Cardinal. Um, I don't. I again, I don't know that he'll make the roster out of spring training, Ben. But that man is not. It's not the last you'll see of him in baseball. That guy is going to be in a dugout probably for the rest of his career. That's that's probably where he belongs. And I don't. I don't have anything against Matt Carpenter. No. He didn't do anything wrong. He just didn't do well. I'm sure he wanted to do well. I'm sure with he the did. San Diego Padres. I'm sure he did. He just didn't do well at all. And it will be frustrating if he does well somewhere else. After he did well with the New York Yankees, didn't do well with the Padres. If he does well with the Cardinals, it's not gonna it's gonna stick in your craw. I'm not exactly sure where the craw is. I think it's somewhere around here, right, but your gullet, it'll maybe. stick right here if Matt Carpenter has even a halfway decent season for the St. Louis Cardinals. Again, I, I you know him making the roster is Maybe a long shot. They brought so they brought in a ton of vets. I mean, they've got a ton yeah. of veterans. I mean, baseball team. experts will say this is a flyer. This is not someone they're counting on. Don't expect anything. He's probably not going to make the team. But we're all Padres fans, and we know how this works. We're expecting Matt Carpenter to somehow be like a fringe all-star for the St. Louis Cardinals this year because that's how things seem to go for this franchise and this fan base. Yeah, I, they they have somebody in their system that can do the job of a Matt Carpenter, but a Matt Carpenter there to, you know, be a, a leader. Um, he's got a lot of experience doing it. Our, our friend Katie Wu wrote an article about that, about his experience and, and what he's seen. So, yeah, man, you bring a guy like that in for nothing. Yeah, for nothing, for it's a great move. Yeah, for, not for $12 leadership, million. Dollars leadership for uh, next to nothing is always appreciated. When all you're getting is leadership, though, for yeah, twelve million dollars. Those are valuable roster spots. You need man. you need production when you're spending that kind of money. In addition to the leadership, I'd say that was a uh, toe stubbing by AJ Preller. That was one where you you kicked it on the edge of the bed and went, "Oh man, what did I do?" What oh yeah, but the DH situation last year, which Nightmare. looked great on paper, right-handed, left-handed, Nelson Cruz, Matt Carpenter. Oh, this is this is genius. Oh, it's gonna be great. It's definitely. Definitely a, a misfire yep. by AJ Preller. Hundred percent didn't doubt. work out. Yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't know that he's going to put up some monster numbers uh, out there. But if he does make the team, that will be that will be a surprise to me.
Still a lot of free agents out there, even even with the signing of Josh Hader. Blake Snell, of course, remains unsigned. Um, Jock Peterson is still out there. Cody Bellinger is still out there as well. There are tons of big names that haven't signed yet. There are teams like the Miami Marlins have not spent $1 in free agency yet. The Oakland A's have spent more than Miami Marlins in free agency this offseason. Is that right? So there are still some quiet teams out there. It's not just the Padres who... At least have added a couple of relief options, uh, obviously, from Asia in the offseason. All right, we're going to come back. Uh, the second half of Ben Woods is on the way. want to talk about the Aztecs. We're going to give away some tickets to their game tomorrow night against Wyoming. Tough loss on Saturday morning against Boise State. Uh, more still to come on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas, and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
All right, we are halfway home on a Monday, January 22nd, 2024. Ben and Woods, 97.3, the fan, all back. Well, we were always together, but back live in the uh, the Odyssey studios. It's great to be back here. I loved every second of being out at Fantasy Camp. I really did. Uh, missed my missed my family, missed my kids terribly, but, man, it's such a fun week. Um, and I'm very proud of, of the work that we did. I thought the interviewer, the interviewees were just fantastic. The interviewers, us, we were okay. They were incredible, uh, just so open and honest with stories. Some of them maybe a little bit too open uh, and honest, uh, certainly, but I won't mention any names, Goose Gossage. But, uh, yeah, nerd too. Yeah, that was a tough one. That kind of stung a little bit. I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindel. He's the executive producer. Benjamin Higgins, resident uh, resident nerd, according to Goose resident Gossage. Resident nerd, yeah. And honestly, I had a great time, but there's like so much energy going on when you're at Fantasy Camp. We did four shows there. I felt like we were there for a month almost just <laughs> yeah. because – it's different. When you're in studio and we go to our break, I mean, we may have a, a live commercial to read, but for the most part, we're kind of off on the break. You can kind of take a deep breath. When you're at fantasy camp during the breaks, you're running in and out of the clubhouse. You're looking for the guests going by. People are chatting. You're saying hi. And all of a sudden, you're back on the air and going like, where did that break go? It's like a four-hour whirlwind yeah. every single morning. So, you know, four shows out there is like 10, 15 shows back in the studio, I'd say. Yeah, you know, made a little history out at fantasy camp. The uh, first player ever to be traded uh, was me. Terry Kennedy traded me. And, and you know, again, the, the ramifications of the trade continue to linger because had I not been traded, I would have played in the early game with Paulie and we would have gotten home at a, a more decent hour. And then I would have been allowed to coach uh, the Colorado Buffaloes, which is my son's flag football team. Um, they lost one and tied one, but my son, Bo, Went off in those games. He threw for a touchdown, and he ran for two more. And I had never seen him score a touchdown. Uh, So I got it on video. It was pretty awesome to see. To watch him cut back and then tear ass and leave guys in the dust was just the most – I was screaming in the car on the drive home. Uh, I was like, oh, my God, he got another one. And I missed it. So thanks again, Terry Kennedy. For costing me, you know, that's just these moments you're not going to get back. I'll never get that back. That bow touchdown would sound great with Kevin Harlan oh, on the call. Oh, and then he cuts <laughs> Can back. Can we email that? Have he's him do going it. the wrong way. Yeah. And, and he cuts back the other way. And now he's running across the field. It was like Barry Sanders, man. I was like, no, 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 cut back. Oh, he cuts back into the, the two defenders run into each other. So now he's home free and he just he beats everyone to the corner. But I got, Hannah got the, the touchdown pass. On, on film. Now, there's a guy. This is a combo you guys are going to keep your ear, ears open for. Okay? George Gomez and Bo Woods. These two up the middle are going to be. This kid, you've never seen a five, six-year-old that puts his head down and trucks people like George Gomez does. He's the ga- most gamery kid I've ever seen in my life. Does that work in flag football? Oh, yeah. You can oh, still truck he, people. and <laughs> then. They don't have to bring you down. They just have to get that little flag off. Just of remember those names, right. okay? This, George Gomez. This kid's will to win. I haven't seen it out of professional athletes. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> I'm not kidding you when I say it. He's five also? He's five also. Right. Maybe six. Um, but these two together up the middle, some iteration of short and second, bro, I'm keeping these kids forever. I'm, 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 these are, these are going to be – this is going to be my up the middle for the rest of my life. Uh, very proud of them. The season's over. It's just a four, 
four game uh, season, and and that's done. The uh, Mrs. Woods, Anthony Rendon, big fan of the flag yeah. football length of season. <laughs> He's like, where do I sign up for this? How many? Four? And yes, Anthony, but one of them is a double header. Ooh. We'll get to that story at 835. Polly actually found the audio of it. Holy crap, dude. Holy crap. He guy's out of his mind. He's out of his mind. Like maybe um, the one guy in all like of the baseball. The one guy. You like, probably not no. have that opinion. Maybe you just pipe down. <laughs> just collect your billions of dollars that you've looted from the the Angels and other teams. But uh, yeah, it was it was you know I bummed to miss that stuff certainly. But uh, you know it was it was great to be out there. So Satan's Blowfish in the chat asks uh, in relation to the Goose Gossage interview. In retrospect, Ben, do you? Think think you should have stood up for yourself or do you feel like you did stood up for myself what were you gonna do to goose gossage even a 75 year old goose gossage would beat you, he'd beat ass. you to death well he he called me a nerd it's not wrong you're I, a I, nerd too i oh. am a nerd too so i don't need to stand up for myself i stood up for my opinions you did I, it, it, that's it that's felt... why he called me a nerd because i was standing up for myself a little bit in the conversation but he's not when he called me a nerd whatever his intentions were i'm not disputing the fact that i am in fact a nerd those are your words not ours if you're saying that that is factually correct you're you know, a nerd too it was the pointing at you, calling you big boy, like it felt a little personal. It felt like it was a, a bit of an attack. A, but I don't know what you could have done if you would have challenged him anymore. He would have come across that table and and bro, he was in, not he was in, he was in my face. Goose too. is seventy two years old. He beats, I am. He beats the. I ass don't out of get him. into a fight with a seventy two year old because I know I'm going to lose, and that would just be a mistake on my part. So. Out of all the bro, and there's guys out there listening like, oh, I would have kicked his ass. Be next to him, sit next to him, and let him it was get terrified. He's terrified. I was. I sweated through my undershirt, and I mean, what you do with a guy like that, you got to you have to fight cheap. Like, you'd have to, if he got in your face and you really felt threatened, it would have to be a step on his toe really hard. Pull the mustache. And then hit him in the throat. (laughs) Hit him in the throat and run away as fast as you can and hope that he's going. (laughs) Like, there would be no, all right, put up your dukes because he's going to beat you to death. Of course. He, like, guts deer and stuff out in the, in the. In the woods, he's a man's he's been man. In many fights, many over the years. fights. We played video, the one in nineteen eighty four. He told an amazing story he about did. that oh. one as well, involving Greg Nettles. Yeah, we can and tell the it. Ninth inning. Is that what you think? That's oh, okay yeah. to tell. Okay, so I, I was uh, moderating the panel of the nineteen eighty four Padres, and we played video of the brawl against the Atlanta Braves in August Infamous. of that year. One of the most infamous brawls in baseball history. It started. And you were moderating, but to sit back and watch, you had the four screens in the middle of the clubhouse that were showing the six minute YouTube video of that fight. And to sit there and see the video and then see all six guys or whatever there were on like the this. panel. Up watching with the <laughs> biggest grins on their faces. Plan, was who was awesome. right in the middle of it, watching and kind of, they were all explaining kind of what was going on. So it started. Pasquale Perez was the pitcher for the Braves. And at the very first pitch of the game, top of the first inning, he drilled Alan Wiggins. And Dick Williams made it. He said to the pitchers, no, don't don't throw at their stars. Throw at this guy. 
They yeah. wanted go hit Perez. They wanted to get Perez, but unfortunately, every time he came up, he just kept dodging all the the bean balls that were thrown at them. He's like jumping out like John Crock against Randy Johnson. He had wanted no part of it, so he kept dodging them. And he was pitching well. He got four at bats. He was still up in the eighth inning, still pitching. By the way, I don't know what the score of the game was. I can't remember. Uh, Padres lost like five to three or something. But okay, that also tells me a little bit of something. That Joe Torrey, who was the manager of the Braves, was like, F this guy. Let him hit. <laughs> Honestly. Like there and I'm Could sure have pulled him for a pinch hitter bro, at some point. Yeah. Yes. Especially they set him up again in the eighth inning. Three going, times they've thrown it your yeah. guy. Three times. I've never heard Joe Torrey say it, never. but there's something that says you deserve to get dotted yes. here and I'm gonna let them keep I'm, giving you a chance at it I'm until let they him get ha- you. He absolutely let that guy go up there and twist in the wind for a fourth at <laughs> you don't have anybody else in the bullpen. So Come it on. was uh, Craig Lefferts who finally got him in the eighth inning, and of course he was ejected. They had, they had ejected so many managers and interim managers because every time they threw at him, there was another ejection. They were down to like their last coach on the bench, and the benches cleared. There was brawls, and the fans got involved. Or yet they still had the ninth inning, and Goose Gossage was coming out for the ninth. And yep. I know if you're the Braves at this point, oh. you are terrified. You're done because you know Goose is coming in, and he's on an absolute mission to light you up. His quote was. I was coming in to hit a mother effer. That was his quote. I'm coming in to. But they're not drill winning. It's a, not a save situation. Correct. He is simply coming in to I'm take his retribution to dot someone on the Atlanta Braves. So if you're leading off that inning, you are absolutely terrified. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. But oh Goose says oh as he God. walks oh in God. and oh my God. they throw the ball around the horn, and the last person to get it, of course, is Greg Nettles, the third baseman, who walks over, hands the ball to Goose, and Goose says he looks looks me in the eye and he goes. It's over. Meaning, don't throw he at anyone damn else. damn well what it's Goose over. was going to do. We've already had the benches cleared. This has got way out of hand. Greg is trying to be... The calming influence. The calming influence. He's trying to keep this from becoming an even uglier incident than it already is. He knows it's kind of a black a black eye on baseball. This is this game has been a stain on the game of baseball. They were up in the stands beating up fans yeah. and stuff. I mean, it was it was as bad Kurt as Bavacqua it gets. was kicking some guys' ass. Yeah, in the it, front it was row. pretty bad. So Greg is trying to be the voice of reason here, and he knows Goose is is hot headed, and Goose is coming in and he wants to dot someone, but Greg. Is the only coming from the Yankees? Sage veteran. He's got that. He's got enough cachet that even with Goose, when he repeats himself and he goes, "Goose, it's over. It's over. It's over. It's over." <laughs> like I'm serious. It's over. Goose was mad and he wanted to throw at someone, but he didn't. He went. He got through the 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 bottom of the eighth inning. Yep. I think it was. And did not throw at anyone, got through the side, and the Padres came up for their last at-bat. And guess who is leading guess off the inning? Guess who is leading off the inning? <laughs> Greg Nettles Greg comes Nettles. up and gets drilled. Gets drilled. <laughs> and said, of all people. He laughs so hard. He said, I sat in that in that dugout and went, oh, no, it's over. I thought it was over. Uh, no, I'm not fighting for you. I'm going to let you get your ass kicked now. I died. I absolutely died when he told that story. Could have thrown it all of them, Greg. Yeah, I would have got You said it was no, over. No, thought it was over. And then you got up there and wore one in the ninth inning. Just dotted, started all over again. Goose said, oh, I just so I was just let him get his ass kicked because because he wanted it to be over. Uh, but yeah, that was he. And you know, to be fair to Goose, Goose was I think he was playing a little bit of a role that morning. But uh, that night he was he treated you great uh, when you guys when you were moderating it. And, and again, Benny knocked it out of the park. But uh, it was 
it was really special to hear their stories uh, of that team and that day in particular. It was just outstanding, outstanding. And they did say, they did say, man, you know that that definitely brought them way closer together. As many speculated uh, last year, you know what would it have done for the San Diego Padres? Did, nobody, nobody want you know nobody wants to see anybody get hurt. But how many times did did our guys wear one and nothing happened? And that surprises the hell out of me. It really does. And um, you know, I, I think I think I think with Mike Schilt at the helm, I think things are going to be a little bit different. I do. I don't know that he's as much of a pacifist maybe as Bob <laughs> Melvin is. Um, not that that really ever should come from the manager. You should just know that. You know that. You don't want guys where that needs to come from the manager. Correct. Correct. But in and that I do case, think... Dick Williams. Dick Williams said it. He walked in. He goes. Don't hit anybody but Perez. If you hit somebody but Perez, I'm taking you out of the game. Don't hit anybody else. Hit Perez. So like it's a different era. I get it, but it, it brought them closer together. Helped kind of galvanize the team. So uh, it's definitely something I was screaming for last year. I'll continue to do so. We got a pair of giveaways here in the second half of Ben and Woods, including tickets to a just announced concert. In fact, I think it was just announced about an hour ago. Uh, we are giving away a pair of tickets later on to see the Doobie Brothers at North Island Credit Union Amphitheater on June 25th. <laughs> tickets are going to go on sale this Friday, but listen for your chance to win Doobie Brothers tickets. But Come what on. a fool believe. I wonder if it's full Michael McDonald and uh, everyone. I think they'll want me to come and do a set with them, maybe? I don't think Guest so. vocalist for the night with the Doobie Brothers? <laughs> the do- they're still touring. Apparently Doobie so. Brothers Fantasy Camp. Ooh, <laughs> ah, now we're like talking. That. Get some uh, vocal lessons from Michael McDonald. That could be dangerous. I could be dangerous. Right now. <laughs> who's still in the Doobies? Let's see. <laughs> I mean, Michael, Michael McDonald's still around. I would be disappointed if he doesn't show up for that. I don't see him in this. You don't? In the, in the new iteration of the Doobies? Well, we're going to give away some Doobie Brothers tickets coming up. And when we come back, uh, we'll talk about the Aztecs' performance at Boise State on Saturday morning and give some tickets away to tomorrow night's game against Wyoming at Viejas Arena, another pretty must-win game for the Aztecs coming up. Your chance to win when we come back after a check of traffic. Don't go away. It's Ben Woods on San Diego's number 1 sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Aztecs game on Saturday morning as I was playing in a goat golf tournament. I uh, There were a few hole weights where I popped it up on my phone and watched some of the first half. I saw, and I hate to be the guy who always complains about the officials, oh boy. but I was watching when oh Jaden Ledee was called for a flagrant foul on um, on a play that, I mean, the CBS announcers, who was Clark Kellogg, were going, that's not a flagrant foul. No, it's just a natural ball, basketball move. No way that's a flagrant foul. 
Uh, they're gonna not. They're gonna look at this, but they're not gonna call a foul on San Diego State. And of course, the referees go over flagrant foul on Jaden Ladie. It was supposed to be Aztecs ball. Instead, it was two free throws and the ball for Boise State. So potentially like a five or six point swing there. Yep. In what turned out to be a one point game on a call that the uh, the, the at least the announcers go. There should no way this should be a flagrant foul on Jaden Ladie, but this is what you get. We talked about it when at the home when you're at home, you get the calls. When you're on the road in the Mountain West, you do not get the calls. Um, and then second half, I watched most of it. The Aztecs went very cold. They did not shoot well in the second half, especially three point range. I think they were only what were they in three point range? I wrote this down. Six of six of twenty six on three pointers, and that included. Making two in the last ten seconds to turn it from a you know seven point game to a one point game, so they were four of twenty four from three point range. You're just not going to win on the road if you can't make a few shots. I mean, the fact that it was that close, they didn't play poorly. Um, they they stopped all of Boise State's best players. They all had terrible games, and then these like bench warmers. So they said, "Yeah, we'll let these guys beat us. Go ahead and shoot." They all like hit all of their threes. The guys who don't shoot threes well came through. You're not. It's just going to be really hard to beat a team on the road when they're guys that don't usually make baskets or shooting well and and hitting. So, you know, the strategy didn't work for San Diego State, and they ended up uh, taking another L on the road in Mountain West play on national television on Saturday morning. What's this mean for your beloved Aztecs? Not much yet. Like I said, you you can lose to the top teams on the road, and Boise State's one of those top teams. You have been saying that. You can't lose at home. Like a mantra. You can't lose against the lower teams. They've got to win tomorrow against Wyoming. That's both a lower team and at home. So, and it's by the way, they beat Nevada the other day, so they're not terrible. So you got to make sure you come and, and get that win. They will have to steal one or two eventually on the road if they want to win the conference. Though they'll go, I think, to Colorado State next Tuesday as their next big game. They're going to have to get one of these and stop with these, uh, you know, near misses like you know this one against Boise State. And San Diego said this is the first time they lost a one-possession game. I think they had won like 11 in a row or something crazy in games that have been decided by one possession. So you play with fire enough, eventually you are going to fall. But, um, yeah, I'm not, it's not like I'm worried about San Diego State. They're still, I think they're half a game out of first place, and there's a long way to go. Their metrics are still good. They're the best team in the net rankings and the Ken Palm rankings in the Mountain West. So... No bad losses yet, just uh, not, didn't get that good win. That would have been a quad one win that would have bolstered the resume and bumped them up a little bit in the bracketologies. But uh, they just got to gotta get one or two of these coming down the stretch. Yeah, I was at Dave & Buster's. So, oh, yeah, how yeah, was that? It was amazing. Was it good? Yeah, we had a great time. We were there right when it opened, 10 a.m. I told you, right yeah. the second it opens. Yep, and that's exactly what we did. I timed it out. You would have been so proud. Timed it out perfectly. By the time we pulled in, it was <clears throat> nap time. And football was starting. I mean, it just could not have planned it uh, any better. But no, I was I was incapacitated uh, running around. You can't. I think the game might have even been on in there. Yeah, there's no watching the game with those two lunatics at Dave and Buster's. There's just no no chance. I lost my debit card there. Uh, found it. It was in my pocket along with the. Did you really lose it if it was in your pocket? Well, no. I I I. <laughs> okay, so the pants that I wore did not have a back pocket. Okay, so I thought, all right, well, let's take the player's card for Dave and & Buster's and your debit card in. That's all you'll need, right? Keep it light while I'm in there. And I went to pull the player's card out and somehow dropped the debit card. And I went to pay for our lunch. Um, and I said, I don't have a debit card. I've dropped it somewhere on the floor. Thank God for Apple Pay. So I Apple Paid, 
And then I went on a mission looking for the debit card. Red debit card looking oh, around like Dave Buster's. Colorful carpet And there of some was sort. really yeah. nobody there. But I went to all the games that we hit. Had Bo crawling under stuff looking. Nothing. I'm like, oh, God, what a nightmare. What an absolute nightmare. Could have gone out to the car, got another credit card if I wanted to. Uh, but I just. But you don't want to lose your debit card. Right. You got to cancel it. Yeah, have another to cancel one it. The mail. And then you got stuff the, that debits the and stuff. Oh, it was a nightmare. So finally, I, I checked with the management. No, nothing. Sorry. We're walking out the door, and I said, just going to check one more time. Somebody leave a debit card? Oh, yeah, we found it. Oh. What's your name? I'm like, why didn't you call me over the loudspeaker? I informed you guys that I've lost a debit card. I'm still here. <laughs> and uh, But they still they had it, thank God. So then we went to do – we did some painting, ceramics and whatnot, and got a orange juice. But you went to Dave & Buster, and you went to a ceramics place yeah, as well? Yeah, we were walking by, and there was a paint thing, and they're like, oh, Dad, can we go paint? I'm like, all right, let's go paint. So we went and painted. And did that bit. We. Uh, I feel like I'm a good. I do one activity. I feel like I'm a good dad. Two activities is above and beyond. That I've been gone for a week. Yeah. So though I, it was like the single dad picking up his kids. <laughs> I felt like a single dad picking up his kids for the weekend because we did. We jammed so much stuff. We went to In and Out that night. Went and got ice cream that night. It's fully. Oh, that's, that's dad. It was dead for sure. <laughs> I did, and I felt. I felt like uh, Hannah left me, and I'm like, Just let them stay up after their bedtime. Uh, no, oh, no, I put no. them right okay, down at six fifteen. Right. I run a tight ship um yeah i don't that's that's my time but I, no i did tell I, your mom i said <laughs> <laughs> hey make sure you tell your mom all the cool stuff we did today uh but i had to squeeze it in man i've been gone for seven full days so yeah we jammed it and we had a great time but i did miss the game we'll see if the aztecs get penalized again and knocked out of the top 25 later this morning uh, so some of the pollsters still had still them, had in, them the, in? in the top 25 that released their polls last night but will enough of them uh Keep them in the top twenty-five. What were they? Nineteen last week, or they were nineteen? They got two weeks ago. Uh, two weeks. Two weeks ago. They got. Oh, they were out. twenty-seven. They That's right. Yeah. They were out. They're out. So yeah, they're probably not going, not back, going in back in after a win. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. Although some still had them in the in their top twenty-five. I was looking like Seth Davis still had them in the top twenty-five uh, for the second straight week, even though they didn't get in last week. So yeah, my guess is they're not going up after a, a close loss at Boise State. So. Yeah, my guess would be they'll still twenty five. I'm so glad that Paulie went and found this uh, yesterday. I meant to rem- I meant to ask you if you would go dig it up, and you did. <sighs> Anthony Rendon, forty two minutes in to an hour and twelve minute podcast that I could not have cared less about. Yeah, did you have to listen to the whole thing? I sifted through. Sifting through a podcast is very hard. You're like, I want to hear this one part. Well, it wasn't like sometimes it, it was on YouTube. It was a you know video podcast, and sometimes people that have shows like that will put in the description like when and where they talk about certain things. This guy did not, not do that, so I had to sit through. And Even just- better, what they'll do is they'll clip. The good part and post it Couldn't so you can just clip. pull it what, right off of Twitter. What speed did you play it back at? Well, I watched it on YouTube it. at one at 1.0, regular, regular speed, speed, but I was like tapping and just Forward, cutting 30, 30, 30, 30 seconds, crazy. 30 seconds, trying to find, oh wait, okay, that sounds like he's talking about it. Go back 20 seconds. 42 <laughs> minutes in, Polly <laughs> finds this audio of Anthony Rendon. My and, wife was uh, like, what are you doing? I'm like, I am sifting through an hour and a half podcast for a 30 second soundbite. Yeah. 
that we need for tomorrow. That's why Paulie is the GOAT. We'll play that for you next. Before that, though, we do want to give away those tickets to tomorrow night's uh, Aztecs-Wyoming game. Call now. Fifth caller wins 833-288-0973. You can get your tickets at goaztecs.com. Support San Diego State. Big home game tomorrow. Got to win it against Wyoming. Obviously, you can see how the fans affect the officials. Go ahead. Scream at the refs to make sure they get all the calls tomorrow night. 833-288-0973. Your chance to win right now. And we'll come back. Is the baseball season Season too long. That's next with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. There's something to the message. Sometimes it's just the wrong messenger. It's the messenger. Yeah. That's the. I think the because uh, we had a Hall of Famer on our show last week in one Trevor Hoffman that said the exact same thing, and not one of us went, "Oh God, you really hate baseball, don't you?" He said the exact same thing. It's not the message. It's the messenger. The guy is like, read the room. Read the room. Ha, look in the mirror. Have a little bit of of self reflection. Think think to yourself. I think this is going to come out. I think this is going to be taken the wrong way from me, from me especially. And of course, we're talking about Anthony Rendon, who went on a podcast. Do we have to check traffic? Or yeah, we have right. to check traffic. traffic but we've thing. got the audio. Uh, we pulled it. It's unreal. And we'll react to it after uh, Kelly tells us what's going on on the rainy roadways of San Diego here on 97.3 The Fan. Yeah, it was uh, Trevor last week. We had the conversation about maybe expanding the playoffs to, to eight teams, just do the full seven-game series. And I said, I, I'm not opposed to that. You know, I, I think those short five-game series and especially the, the three-game wildcard series – Hard to determine a, a real winner in those, but he surprised the hell out of me when he said he didn't like the format. I, I, it really surprised me that he said, "No, I, you're the best team all year," and then you get five days off. I mean, look, that's when I feel dumb for even saying anything ever because who knows better than that guy how to prepare and what's necessary. So I'm not walking back my opinion. I still think it's just used as an excuse because it's not like every team that gets a break doesn't come out and win. Just the Dodgers, that's the only one, and they write articles about how the format needs to be changed when it uh, affects them. But when Trevor freaking Hoffman tells me, I'm like, well, maybe I am an idiot. But you know, and, I'm, I'm sticking with, and with from, my claim. And from Trevor, knowing closer, sometimes just unexpectedly get five days off. 100%. <laughs> yeah. don't have a lead in the ninth inning, and they don't put him in. That's normal for a closer. Right. So you'd feel like it would affect Trevor less than, than even other people. But he said, no, I think they should have eight playoff teams in each league, one versus eight, two versus seven, do full seven-game series, and let's have a real – 
full postseason. I said, well, I, I'm okay with that, but you can't have a 162-game season. Correct. Otherwise, we're going until the middle of November, until the playoffs are over. Not the and, worst thing, by the way. But not I, the I worst thing, but weather-wise, it can get dicey in a lot of places. It's very If you get so. into the middle of November, then you may not be able to finish you know, until April yeah. When, yeah. When, when everything thaws again. So I said I'm okay with 154, knowing that for much of baseball's history, it was a 154-game season. And we're still comparing season records. You know, 61 home runs from Babe Ruth was done in a 154-game season, Correct. not a 162-game season. So you're still comparing against some of the same seasons in history. But then again, when the messenger is Anthony Rendon, that the season is too long. It's just tone deaf. Now, which podcast was this, Paulie? Uh, this was the Jack Vita show. And I saw the comments going all throughout social media yesterday. But the video, the podcast was actually done like almost two weeks ago. Okay. And so this was back on the 11th. Anthony Rendon on the Jack Vita show. And amongst all the things, he asked Anthony Rendon kind of the, if you were the commissioner, if you could make one change, what would you pick? If you could change one thing about Major League Baseball, if I gave you that power, what would you do? <laughs> I'm going to say something very lighthearted so I don't get in uh, trouble. When I get yes. Liar. Uh, <laughs> So I'm gonna give you all an Anthony Rendon answer. So he does, he does <laughs> the first know. of the day, hopefully. Yeah, uh, we got to shorten the season, man. It's too many dang games. 162 games in 185 three days, whatever it is, man. No, <laughs> we got to shorten this bad boy up. Let's go. <laughs> You're talking about a guy, by the way. 2023, he played 43 games. 2022, he played 47. 2021, he played 58. 2020, in the shortened season, he played 52. Before that, you had decent 146, 136, 147, 156, 80, 153, and 98. Signed a massive contract after 2019. In in the year that he, yeah, I mean, he, he made $38 million last year, Ben, and he played 43 games. He made $38 million for 43 games. We talked about him... I think and don't do this at one point in the season. Remember? Didn't he beat up a fan? I think I was on his side with that one. No, not for that. <laughs> I think it was, his name's Jack Blum, I think, or somebody covers the uh, Angels for the Athletic, and he wrote how Rendon just stopped talking to reporters. Yeah, he just Ronald checked out. Blum. They would ask Associated him, hey, press, Ronald right? Blum, yeah. how Maybe. is the arm doing? How is the knee? Whatever it was. How are you feeling? And he just would not talk to reporters yeah. anymore. He was ducking out of any media availability, and everyone's like, What's what's going on here? Because you were cleared to play, and you're not even speaking to anybody, let alone showing up on the field. I mean, I'm all in favor of working less for more money. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, um, that being said, I think you know when you when you sign a deal like that, Sam Blum, Sam right. Blum, that's Sam right. Blum. What did that's you right. say, Jeff? Ronald? 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 Sam. Jeff? Sam's close. Jack. Um, Got all the blums. All the blums. I um Jeff, I like Jeff Blum. Yeah, I love Blummer. He's yeah. he's the best. Um, but I, I think like you said, it's it's the messenger. The messenger is the wrong guy to to be touting a shorter season when, you know, you're talking forty three games last year, forty seven the year before, fifty eight the year before, fifty two the year before that. I, I'm not I'm not here to defend Anthony Rendon, but having actually heard the audio, 
You can tell there's some self-awareness as he's making the comments. Yes, yeah. but he, he he still feels that way. He does, and he's not all, <laughs> he he's not wrong necessarily. He didn't, say, he didn't say we need to short getting the bases back to small again. We need the the regular sized bases. Is like, it possible? Is it possible? And I'm putting kind of words into his mouth and a thought process there that may not exist. Is it actually harder to watch your teammates play like 162 when you're sitting there and not playing and you it feel would like kill me? You like feel even more bad. Like, man, these guys are they're going out there every single day, and I can't go out there and help them because I'm injured, and I just feel bad that this season is so long, and every single day they're out there, and I'm just sitting here waiting to try to get healthy and rehabbing and what? not out there at all. I can imagine the season feels even longer when you're not playing as opposed to when you are playing. When you're playing, at least you go out there and, all right, another day, another day, here we go, we're playing, we're playing, and all of a sudden you look back and four months have passed. When you are on the injured list, my guess is time passes very slowly over the course of a baseball season. Well, oh, all right, so your theory is probably not wrong. I don't know that Anthony Rendon is the guy that's trying his hardest to get back on the field based on comments he made in 2014. He said he was 24 years old when he said it. He said he rarely watches the sport, preferring programs on uh, the History Channel instead. I don't watch baseball. It's too long and boring. In addition, Rendon and his family have a rule. They won't talk about baseball when he visits. It's clear. Rendon, 24, has been able to separate his business from his personal life. So, again, knowing those comments, um, you know, knowing kind of where his head's at, you just wonder. I mean, he's not the first baseball player that you're like, oh, this is just a gig. Like, this is a very high-paying gig for you. You don't truly love the game and its history and all the stuff that comes with with you know being a professional baseball players that most talk about and um relish i don't i just don't think that that's who that guy is and that doesn't necessarily make him a bad person it just again the the message is the wrong message from the wrong guy you want when you're playing a game for a living and you know there's People all over the world who would like give anything for that opportunity, and you're making as much money as he is. As a fan, you just you want him to appreciate it and know how lucky he is, 100%. and not. I can't. I can't be mad. It's his job, and it's work, and whatever job. Our job is fun, but it's also work it's at gig, times. Man. And I know people. I don't think we're very lucky, and we are to get to do this, but it's still work at times, as is being a baseball player. There are aspects of it that are undoubtedly work and not fun. When we were sitting at uh, Explicit the other night. It was work. Gentlemen's Club. Very work. Work oriented. I just sat there and I went, man, uh, this job is kicking my ass right now. Didn't try to sneak any of that on the old expense report either, though I should. I spent a fortune. But I I didn't try to sneak any of that in, Adam. So you don't have to pay for our, our entertainment. Uh, but no, you do want somebody that appreciates. I mean, technically, it was show content. Oh, 100%. So, I mean, I think, I think, if could I go to battle in the GM's office today? Yeah, I absolutely could, but I'm not going to. <laughs> so you're off the hook. All right. Um, yeah, I'm not going to. So quit asking. Hey, Adam, will you approve my expense report for explicit? I'm not going to. So quit asking. I thought so. Thought so. I did my uh, expense report yesterday for the trip to Peoria. It has not been approved yet by Adam. By the way, we're talking about we're about right about twenty four hours. It's sitting in his inbox, and it's funny because it's the weekend though he has his time off. He doesn't have to address things on a Sunday. Now he told me, as soon as you send it, I'll I'll approve it. But have you done you've done the expense reports here? I've done them before. I have not done this one yet. You have expenses. I have just a couple. I mean, I got to oh, do mileage, my mileage okay. for the the drive. So I, 
it flags things. My golf rounds. <laughs> it flags. It flags. A little red <laughs> X comes up, and it, you can't move on and submit it until you fix the error. Upload receipts or stuff like that. My yeah. error was over tipping. Ah, and it yeah. banged Ooh, me. Yeah. It banged me a couple times for over tipping twenty uh, percent. It was like Adam was sitting at the other end of the computer, just decline, decline, decline. So Generosity it, is frowned upon at this establishment and by this company. It took me. Do they let you tip up to twenty percent? Up to twenty percent. But anything else that's got to come out of your own pocket, sir. Which I I just said fine. Just take the toe. I'll just cover all the tips. Okay, yeah. just the. Tips. I can see why that's how that can be an issue. I suppose if we went to a bar that your buddy worked at and tipped seventy five percent because it's on the company, and then split like it back Not with that them. We at the would end. Ever do that's that. some sort of like fraud embezzlement sort of operation. Yeah, you gotta you gotta nip that in the bud. Yeah. Yeah, so just waiting on that to be approved. Any anytime you're I ready. will uh I will acknowledge though that Woods over tipping is not some scheme. It's simply his status quo. Yeah. We've discussed this on the air. Mm-hmm. Woods is an over tipper. Woods thinks, of course, everyone else are under tippers. Correct. But we think he's an over tipper. And the company agrees with me. The company agrees. I'm twenty percent. I am I'm within the guidelines of yeah. the tipping regulations for Odyssey. Yeah, so that finally got that uh, sent through yesterday. So we'll see. Now we await the verdict uh, of Odyssey and their, their iron fist come down upon us. But um yeah, never a fun never a fun it's like you get home and you're feeling so good and you're like, oh I still have to do my expense report for this trip. What a nightmare. And it's also embarrassing when you put in the food that you eat. It's mortifying. We have a couple water burgers in there, a Mickey D's. It's mortifying. And knowing Adam looks at that and goes, Jesus God, these guys are gonna be dead in a year. Yes, but they're also fairly cheap options. That's exactly I mean, right. You go somewhere healthier; it's going to be a lot more expensive. That's exactly right. So you're that's being responsible. Just, expense the uh, delicious Korean barbecue. I did not. On no. Tuesday night. You just, take your coach to dinner. That was out of pocket. We did our first experience at Korean barbecue. I tried kimchi for the first time. Oh, that was good. It was really tasty. I had to kind of prod Woods into trying some of the banchan, the, the little side dishes delicious. that come with the Korean. There was a little potato salad that was there, good. There was so. one you didn't like that was fishy. I didn't know what that one was. That was looked pretty. Grody. It, it wasn't great. Although I think Paul liked it. That was good. Paul yeah. liked that one. Yeah. The, I don't know what it was. The potato salad was spectacular. But the meal itself is our, is my first time going to a real Korean barbecue where you cook the meat and the pork and stuff. It was fantastic. It was beyond fantastic. Problem Small is, portions throughout the night of different types of food, uh, we were very full afterwards. I would have preferred someone... Making it for me, then saying, here, try this deliciousness. Oh, here's some pork I made for That's you. That's what I had because I was sitting in the middle. I couldn't reach couldn't either reach. of the stoves. Yeah, so so we I just had, forced, we I just had cooks you. on my right, cooks on my left, and they would just hand me the fresh Meats. meat that was hot off the grill. It was a delicious experience. You did a nice job, though. I thought all of my Thank you. meat was well prepared. Thank you. Uh, not overcooked, not undercooked. You just nailed it. And yeah. there's something to be said about eating something hot, fresh off the grill. Even after it waits, like by the time it gets out to you under the heat lamp and the server brings it out, not quite as good as that initial bite when it's coming fresh oh, off that barbecue grill. It was really good. It was really good. Uh, Megan, I think I just got you in trouble, Paul. She said, oh, you guys had McDonald's and Whataburger, huh? <laughs> yep, we did. You went to Whataburger in the middle of the night. I did. <laughs> Without us. Yeah, I got up again, 1 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> went and got food. And we went once late at night, and I don't believe I ordered that anything. Was after, after, after the Gentleman's Club. Club. That's right. Gentlemen's Club. How many times did you go to Whataburger while we were there? Three? Four? Thrice. 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 It's a lot of Whataburger. 
Got to get your fix. <laughs> Mostly you like the breakfast, though. But you did the once late. Yeah, I was, I was a or little, early. little bit inebriated. Depending on how you night. look at it. A little bit. A few maker's marks. Won't hurt anybody. <laughs> yeah, did you have a good time? Yeah, I had a good time. I know you did. Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> Boy, Alex uh, said earlier when we played that drop, given the context, that's got to be a number one seed in the tournament of drops. Coming if it's up not in a, a one, months. it's a two to three for sure. <laughs> it's making the tournament. Though. Should be in the tournament. I We're actually getting fairly close. I mean, we're only a little over a month away yeah. from the tournament, tournament of drops. drops always comes count. around uh, March Madness time in the NCAA yep. tournament. So. Where would you seed Delilah? <sighs> I don't know. that it's not, a, it's not like, oh. No, herself. She's one. Seed. She's one. Seed. We all know this. We all know this. Top prospect, he said. Yeah. <sighs> a little misogynistic. No, I've but never. That's okay. I've never been to you know like the top flight. Obviously, right. like the Vegas club. Right. So I don't. It's like if your only game you've ever been to is a double A <laughs> baseball game, and you see a guy who's clearly you know the top prospect, and he stands out on the field. Is he really that good, or is just everyone else around him not quite as talented? I'm not sure. But she was definitely a notch above the rest. Agreed. I agree. Stop smiling. It's not that funny. I've been, I've been smiling since that night. <laughs> and I know you have too. I mean, you seem so delighted in how everything transpired. It was, it was one perfect. of the best nights of my life. Truly. I just I have a hard time believing that. It was, I'm not that fun. It was electric. You were that night. You were that night. <laughs> Boy, he was loose. Was he sucking those martinis down. I, I don't know what I envisioned heading into that night. It was better what, than it was what it better be. than did in my mind's eye. Oh yeah, oh yeah. What's the next thing? <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. I got some ideas. Okay, we all, I've got some ideas too. They involve a Rindle report, oh. uh, some headlines coming up next with Polly. Do not go anywhere. More Ben Woods. Final hour on the way on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Wanted to wish good luck today. To our friend Steve Sugimoto, who I believe is uh, trying to qualify for the Farmers Insurance Open in the Monday qualifier. Although, when I look outside, Ooh. my guess is uh, maybe a Tuesday qualifier. Uh, they were playing up at uh, Bear Creek Golf Club in the Temecula area today. You have every week the opportunity to last, like, I think it's like four <laughs> spots in the PGA Tour field or reserve for guys who play well on the Monday before. and. You pay a bunch of money, take your chances, and if you get in, you get to play with the pros uh, in the actual tournament from Wednesday through Saturday. So uh, he's already on his way to the Japan Tour later this year with his uh, his full exemption, his qualifying in, at the no. Q-, Q School in Japan, but doesn't mean he can't uh, qualify for a PGA Tour event or two. So wishing him good luck ahead of the Farmers Insurance Open this week. Well, as we saw yesterday, literally anything is possible. Uh, ben, with the the amateur, what was his name again? Uh, Nick Dunlap. Nick Dunlap, twenty years old, taking down a field of veteran golfers and winning uh, a tournament. It looked, it was so cool to see him get that up and down uh, for the 
win. Just incredible. Just unflappable. 20 years old, man. So You texted me, ah, I totally missed this putt. And I go, I would have chunked the chip Oh, beforehand. no, I said to Ben, I go, how bad are you going to mess up this chip <laughs> shot? And he goes, so bad. You said I was actually Googling how not to blow an uphill chip. I've been having trouble with my chips on uphill lines. you got to get your shoulders more parallel to the slope. Right. So you're kind of swinging up. And I think I'm, I think I'm too flat because I keep... Driving into the ground and chunking behind the ball and the chips. So, yeah, it hasn't been good for me lately on the short game. I don't know that anyone cares, but uh, I think um, with this young man, he was he had no problem, none none whatsoever. Walking up eighteen, you know, one shot lead, chance to win a, a professional golf tournament. Yeah, he, t- t- he has like a he has like a uh, performance mental performance coach, a guy down there in in Alabama, and that's uh, that's actually fairly common now yep. for even collegiate golfers. That the the mental portion of the game, uh, you know, a psychological coach is just part of what it takes to to get to that next level of golf nowadays. So uh, he'll, but there's so many great young players now. He's one of. Uh, a handful of young players who will probably be stars on the PGA Tour in the next few years. He looked like a stud, man. That was a lot of fun to see. All right, we've had a busy first three hours. We've missed a lot, though. Let's get some other headlines uh, from Polly Rindle. And get things started here with our edition, today's edition oh, of boy. the Rindle Report. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Welcome to the Rindle Report. With Paul Reindel. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Biot? It's the Reindel Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Okay, how are you? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Can I get a all right. All right. All right. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Starting off with a uh, rough news in the world of sports media. One of the more iconic brands in media, Sports Illustrated. Rough weekend for anybody associated with the magazine. A uh, lot of layoffs. In fact, they laid off everybody. Uh, this came down on Friday, and I was trying to sort of sift through it here. So. Authentic is the group that purchased Sports Illustrated about five years ago for $110 million. They terminated the agreement that they held with the Arena Group, which published Sports Illustrated for print or digital. And the email that was sent out, some employees were fired immediately. Some were given, whether it was 30 days, 60 days, 90 days notice that their contract would also be uh, terminated. I think it looks like it could be the end for Sports Illustrated. Uh, We talked about the magazine a couple of weeks ago, I think, in Don't Do This. They got caught for very clearly using artificial intelligence to write stories, and the stories were either factually incorrect or just not good, not well written. And, I mean... Then lied about it after. Yeah, tried to hide it. I mean, we all grew up... I grew up, certainly, getting the magazine every week. Same. I looked forward to it every single week, and it's just kind of sad to see how that has all played out. Yeah, it's weird, man, when when things like that come to an end. Things that you take for granted, things that you just assumed would kind of always be there and, and going strong. And you think about some of the great names that have written for Sports Illustrated. You think about some of the great iconic covers on Sports Illustrated. You, My dad has a whole collection of them on, <laughs> on the wall. I think a lot of, a lot of guys do, a lot of girls do. 
think about, of course, the uh, beloved swimsuit issue, Ben, that uh, you would get and run, <laughs> hide in your room before mom and dad saw it. Um, yeah, it's really tough. And, and some of our, I mean, one of our favorite guests, Stephanie, Stephanie Epstein, um, you know, writes for SI and tweeted about it the other day. And you're like, man, it just, it really hit home. So I'm, I'm really bummed. I, I don't know that this is going to be the end of the brand entirely. I just don't know what they're going to do with it. I think the question for me is, is Sports Illustrated a brand or is it a collection of people? I would argue if it's a brand, there's no reason it can't come back at some point better than ever. You know, it's it's simply a licensing agreement. It's a name on a masthead. And if you hired a bunch of great people to write great content, Sports Illustrated could be reborn at any second. Sure. If it's a group of people, and Stephanie's great, but honestly, it's been a long time since Sports Illustrated has been the Sports Illustrated that we remember with, you know, the Rick Riley's back page column and some of the, you know, the top writers of their day and their generation. They've all kind of moved on to other aspects, the the huge long features, the great pictures in the glossy pictures in the magazine. That era has long been over. So in a way, Sports Illustrated died years ago. That's yeah, fair point. And it's, it's sort of been going on on this, this kind of online that, it, I mean, it kind of works, it kind of doesn't. It's just got a name that you follow along. And again, nothing... the last magazine I purchased, and I didn't have the subscription, I went to the store and bought it, was the Who's Your Padre? Yeah, Manny, Machado, Manny and Nando. And Nando yep. in 2019, I believe. Again, nothing. no, no offense to, to any of the people, and there are some good people who are still writing for them, but... I will look, hopefully, and say maybe the brand can go to someone who will take better care of it and will reinvest in it, will hire you know more people and maybe some of these people that are already there, and it can be reborn as something even better than what it's been, which in the last few years has been a, just a kind of a pale reflection of what it used to be. 100%. And in that sense, Sports Illustrated died a long time ago, so I'm not really that, that sad necessarily about yeah, it right now. It's not like, you know... My SI is not going to come in the mail yeah. anymore because I haven't had that in years. So, no, I, I see what you're saying. It's it's definitely a more realistic view of it. Um, but just when that news came out and you saw some of the writers tweeting about it, you're like, God bless, man. It's, it's you know, affecting people we know, uh, their real lives, and that sucks anytime that happens. Absolutely. Uh, in college basketball, video going around over the weekend of Caitlin Clark, the superstar player out of Iowa, and fans rush the court, and you can see in the video that she actually kind of gets taken out by a fan. She hits the floor, and luckily she was not injured. So no, they lost. They, they lost at, 192. It was, uh, it was number two Iowa at number eight Ohio, Ohio State. State. So yep. a big Big Ten game. And fans rush the court, and yeah, she just kind of turns to run off the court and has no idea that there is somebody sprinting right behind her and just takes her out and she's like on the court and she said she just got the wind knocked out of her but it could have been a lot worse it was kind of scary and you see the video and you're like okay maybe we got to just settle down everybody settle down because that's you never want to see that happen when you do see fans rush the court although it's always possible well that's the the mixed feelings you have about rushing the court it's always it's cool to see, especially when an underdog pulls off a giant upset. Some guy's upset, running, he's filming himself, and, and you know, the, and the crowd streams onto the field or the court, and you've got this sea of humanity that's all celebrating. We love that, but you can't really organize it and make it more orderly. Like, okay, let's file. 
Let's very calmly single file all onto the court as we storm it together. It's not something you can control ever. So either you do it or you don't do it. And I'm a, I can see it both ways. Obviously, you don't want it to be dangerous. You want to make sure that the players can get off the court safely. But if you just take all emotion and celebration from the fans out of the big wins, then what, what are we doing here? So She herself said, I could see that they were storming the court, which was totally fine. Good for their students. Great win for them. And then she said that she was just kind of hammered and blindsided by a court stormer while she was just trying to get off the floor. Her coach said that just should not. They should be safe. They should be able to walk off the floor. That's very disappointing. Ohio State, great team, great environment, but obviously very disappointed with the post game with our players getting injured trying to walk out of the gym. That's I, I, wrong. I also think if you're a if you're a top ten team and I, Ohio State is ranked in the top ten, right? Uh, sure. And you're playing at home, can't can't storm the court. That's not even a. It's barely an upset. You, I, they may have been favored in that game at, at home. You can't. I don't like to play. It's them. a li- regular league game that, at the very least, you're probably hoping you're going to win because you're at home. 18th. They're ranked 18th. So top 20 team storming the court at home against a league opponent. That looks kind of small time to me. I mean, either you if, it's if you win I mean, a championship, basketball. the kids are there. Well, they're when, ready to rage. When like, don't you storm the court then? I don't. I don't know. I mean, I mean, that's still a big win for them. It's a huge win. Are they going to start the court the, in their next game? You're the storming police. I, I am the storming police. You are right the storming now. police. And I feel like you have to either pull off a big upset, like a surprise. Oh, we haven't been a ranked team in seven years. Let's run down to the court and celebrate it. Or we just won a conference championship or an NCAA championship. You know, let's go. This is just a regular league game at home. I mean, against a good team, obviously, but you're a good team, too. I, I don't see the show storming the court. When's the last time you remember the show storm the court at home? They Mount, expect Mount to win. Championship. They ex- yeah. Well, you don't. I mean, that's on the road. That's that's in Vegas at, in home yeah. in, at Viejas Arena. I don't expect anyone to come in and beat the Aztecs. I mean, even like Gonzaga, I don't know that I'd storm the court. I mean, maybe like. UConn came in and they're ranked number one. You think about it. But really, if you're a good enough team, you shouldn't be storming the court at home. You should just be winning at home. I've always thought it's weird when ranked teams, yeah. Even if, if you're 20th and you beat a number six team, I don't think that's that big no. of an upset. Did you, guys, did you guys see the video, by the way? Yeah. What? I, I don't know that I'd characterize it's it as, blind, as blindsided. She drops shoulder into that person and then f- does a 360 and falls on the ground. I mean, I, I'm just calling it like I see it. There's some, they're talking about it in the chat. In the chat, Go watch the video again. I like Cla- Caitlin Clark a lot. She's phenomenal. That said, I'm like, oh, yeah, you saw her coming. You absolutely saw her coming. You dropped shoulder into her and then whoop, fell off. And maybe her eyes were averted. I don't know. But the video itself... If you're gonna go Lisa, full, she flopped. If you're gonna go full Zapruder film on it, you should and watch it because it was like when I saw it in in real time, I went, "Oh crap!" And then I saw it again, and I went, "Oh, that that looks a little different. Looks a little different." Got a lot of uh, differing opinions yep. on the fun police. Adam says bad take. I was a national championship contender. Shouldn't Ohio State also be a? Na- if you're top twenty in the country, aren't you a national championship contender? I mean, the Aztecs in men's basketball weren't in the top 20 last year, and they made it to the national championship game. Have, high, like have some there. high standards there. So you don't like bat flips and stuff? No, no, I didn't say that. Oh. You <laughs> well, I mean, you expect you to can't, win. You, you, can't, to... you can't injure people, though. What if you hit somebody with your bat? <laughs> 
I would be opposed to that as well. <laughs> don't flip your bat into other people. Right. Right. And point. don't storm the court and run over star players from the other team. Will you start starring all of the games on the weekend where the kids are allowed? <laughs> I think that would be good. Is this a court? If you win, court are you storm? allowed to court you storm? You put a little star next to the ones that you like. We have court storming potential on, here. Yeah, on, yeah. Out here in, 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 in Happy Valley this weekend. Court Storm I'm going to give them a star, and they're allowed to <laughs> storm the... Yeah, Storm Watch and, and Court, storm, court watch. storm Watch. The, ar- right. the Arbiter. Finally, uh, L. King, the musician, she is a little bit of hot water with uh, fans of the great Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, who just turned 78, they were celebrating her at the Grand Ole Opry on Friday night, and L. King is being accused of disrespecting Dolly, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I'll let the audio, it's a little muffled, it's tough to hear, but I'll kind of let it speak for itself. But basically, L. King was there to perform, as were many others, for the great Dolly Parton, and she was... Hammered. Hammered, man. You ain't getting your mom back. I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing is true. Good. Because you ain't getting it. Is it? I'll, I'll tell you one thing more. I'll tell you one thing more. Hi, my name is LK. I'm f***ing hammered. Yeah. It's a tough look, man. We're celebrating Dolly's birthday, the good old Dolly. Oh, God. Yeah, go, go ahead and go ahead and She's you can a, hear one of the other band members trying to kind of take over and, and help her out a little bit, and she wasn't having it. She uh, clearly probably woke up the next day and went, oh, no, which we've all been there before. It's to like when it. Lady Gaga tries to get Bradley Cooper off the stage and a star is born. Yeah, he's yeah. A mess of himself. Yeah, he's just, yeah. And it's like, all right, well, clearly L. King, L. King needs a little... Needs uh, some help at Go this point. Go ahead, She sounds uh, a little bit like the Cash Me Outside uh, <laughs> girl in a couple of instances there. Um, that's Rob Schneider's daughter, by the way. L. Saturday Night Live. Yeah, Rob Schneider. Yeah. Oh, it's a different accent. If yeah, I mean she was like. born in, in and lived in Los Angeles. Spent some time in New York, um, but something about it. You know, when you get out there and... Catch me outside. How about that? Right. The audience are a bunch of hoes. Is that right? <laughs> so the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. <laughs> L. King probably needs uh, probably needs to talk to somebody at this point because you heard that and you're like, oh, dude. Yeah, she butchered some words on the song and then stopped it down and just didn't... Now, you know, it's country music. It's kind of Some of that kind of comes with the territory. Now, if this was a tribute for, like, Hank Williams or something, I think it'd be a little bit different. It's Dolly Parton, who is just revered, revered by uh, country music in Nashville and people everywhere. And so people did, they were just livid. They were livid about this. And clearly, that's a young lady that probably needs some help. But the accent, too, is another fascinating part. <laughs> you're from Los Angeles. Like, you're from L.A. That's, you don't, when in Rome, I guess. You live somewhere long enough. I guess, when at the opera. Good, because you ain't getting it. <laughs> That's it. I'll, I'll tell you one thing more.
Catch me outside. How about that? All right, Paul, thank Paul. you very much. Uh, when we come back, we've got those uh, Doobie Brothers tickets to give away. Very excited. Coming to Chula Vista later this year. But what a fool believe. Opportunity to win. Coming up next year after traffic on 97.3 The Fan. hours and 24 minutes into our first show of the week. But if you missed any of that, you can always jump back to what you missed with the free Odyssey app. Rewind to the moments you care about most, all with a few simple taps. Search for 97.3 The Fan, find your show, listen to the most recent episode, download the free Odyssey app today. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y to get started. Woods, uh, keeping me updated on big local soccer news during the break. The Wave made a trade. They did. I just lost it, though. So I have it. Oh, uh, they have good. sent uh, Taylor Korniak, midfielder, to Louisville, uh, Louisville. in exchange for... one Louisville. 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 For $150,000 in allocation money. And uh, I looked at the quote from The Wave. General Manager Molly Downtrain says uh, they wanted to respect her request to pursue a new opportunity. Oh, within the league. Okay. So I guess Taylor asked to be traded. Um, and you know, the Wave have made other moves in the offseason, so perhaps just going in a different direction here. But uh, they have made a move, and she has been part of the team since they started. First two seasons, appearing in a lot of games, 10 goals, uh, even making an appearance on the U.S. women's national team in 2022. She was very tall, one of the tallest players in the league. So she stood out on the field. But moving on to racing Louisville in exchange for $150,000 in allocation money. As somebody that's been uh, recently traded, I can certainly speak to uh, what that You didn't feels. request I didn't the really trade, request no. it. I kind of I might put it out there in the universe to see what happens, you know, and and uh, I I was much happier uh, on the other team. I was. I missed Paulie, but I mean, we're still homies. You know, we drove home together. A lot of guys do that. They get traded and they still hang out in the offseason. Paulie and I are obviously going to continue <laughs> to hang out. Kids are much happier, wife's much happier. You know, it's a much better situation. Like Jerickson, Profar, yeah. and Tatis still yeah. being friends even after Jerickson went to the uh, the, Rockies the Rockies last year. Exactly. I was just very upset with uh, Dave Dravecki and Terry Kennedy. They didn't uh, they didn't do their homework when it came to the medicals. Yeah, the guy I got traded for got a, had a bum Josh b- he, bum wheel. He like pulled a hammy like literally in the first or second inning. After we acquired, and you should see what kind of shape he was. Well, that's in. unpredictable. I mean, that could have happened at any time. Do you think that they knew it was about to happen and they know. unloaded like a potential injury risk on your team? Potentially. Wow. Yeah, potentially. Could have been a little sore, not moving as well as he had been before. But no, just better situation. So yeah, hopefully it uh, it works out for them, and you get a little extra cash to go out and get somebody else with Benny. Yeah. Uh, do you you like that segment on? Uh, Scott Van Pelt, the bad beats. You yes. ever watch that one? I mean, I like it, but I've lived it, and I live it quite a bit. Oh, so there it's... was one last night, and I assume it's going to make the show this week when they do it. Usually, I think they do them on Mondays. 
See the uh, Clippers Nets game yesterday? I did not. So That's the Clippers the dumbest question you've ever had. <laughs> Clippers were ten and a half point favorites. Don't ask me anymore. The Clippers <laughs> he, were, made, he does it to make me look bad. I know. Clippers were ten and a half point favorites in the game. Okay, Clippers ten and a half yeah. point favorites. They trailed by eleven with just over five minutes to go. Okay. They scored the last twenty two points in a row to go from eleven down to eleven up. And not only win. But covered Cover. by a half point, going on a 22-0 run 22-0. to end the game. If you had the Nets oh and you're going, God. really, you're like, all I got this is in the one back. free throw, yeah, one, one basket point. in the last five minutes, one point, oh. one stop, anything in the last five oh. minutes, and I've got this bet locked up. And your team scores zero and gives up 22 in the last five minutes. Now that is a bad basketball that's, that's, beat last night. That is night. a bad beat. Yeah, I didn't Ooh. do. I didn't do two. I know you're one and nine no, in, your, in your picks. Have we bad. gone over our picks yet? Uh, no, no. We can do that when we come back. Okay, let's uh, do that. we can Up definitely talk about it. Uh, take our first look at the conference championship matchups. We've got the schedule set uh, coming up this uh, Sunday, and you can listen to all the games here on 97.3 The Fan, free from Westwood One, live uh, here and on the Odyssey app this Sunday at noon, the AFC Championship game. The Ravens hosting the Kansas City Chiefs, followed at 3.30, the 49ers hosting the Detroit Lions, Woo! all here on 97.3 The Fan, or you can simply download the Odyssey app, search for 97.3 The Fan at kickoff. Yeah, let's take our last time out. We'll come back. Uh, we will talk about the matchups, our picks, and then get the stage set for Annie and Elston to take over coming up at 10 o'clock. But first, Polly reminds me, it is time. You know what a fool believes, that you can actually win one of these things yeah. if you call in right now. Fourth caller wins Doobie Brothers tickets coming to the North Island Credit Union Amphitheater on June 25th. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. Be the fourth caller, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. Send you to the Doobie Brothers this June from 97.3 The Fan. We'll be right back. Today, not a good day, Ben, if you are uh, on the roads. We just got an emergency alert. What does it say? It's like a shelter in place. Flooding is so bad. Do not travel unless you have to. Just, like, remain where you are. Just stay here (laughs) for the rest of the day. It's not good out there, people. It's not good. If you're uh, safe, stay safe. Please continue to listen slow. to 97.3 The Fan. Turn yeah. your lights on. Please just drive safe. Yeah. Uh, you thought I drove slowly back from Arizona <laughs> to San Diego. I wonder how many times I could make it home and back before you made it home. At least twice, I would say. <laughs> I've never, never encountered a slower driver. You had a two and a half hour head start on us, and you beat us by 30 minutes. Again, uh, I had a nice lunch. Probably. So, so did we. I mean, it wasn't that long. It was probably 40 minutes. Yeah. It's, and then one gas, very quick gas stop, and that's it. So you made up. An, easily an hour. At least an hour. 
just in driving alone. I asked Paulie. I was so mad. I couldn't believe it. As math is not mathing here. What did he do? Where did he go? Did he stop at an outlet mall and get new sweatpants or something? Did he stop and get a haircut? Something. He did something. Did he have a blowout? You were, like, incensed. I was incensed in the car. I go, That's, I, I, he's lying. He's lying to us. So didn't you just been glad that you were in the faster car and not with me? Yeah, I, offered, I couldn't. I think Polly would have been really mad because I offered to Paul, do you want to come back with me so you get, a, get home earlier before Woods? I forgot to tell Woods that. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, I, offer, I said, Paul, you want to just come with me? And he said, oh, it's all right. I've got some stuff to I do. I made it and, back after my morning game. I, I was on for the last two minutes of the show yeah, with yep. Ben, uh, right as they were replaying, or finishing up the replay of the Dave Dravecki interview. And... He goes, we're packing up. And he goes, hey, if you want to just come back with me now, you can. I'm like, I still got to pack all the radio. I got to pack up my locker. By the time that's over, Woods' game will probably be done anyways. I'll just ride with him. You would have died. Turns out it wouldn't have mattered. You would have died, right? You would have gotten gotten home home 30 minutes quicker. Almost the same time. And we had a lot more fun. (laughs) Paulie and I listened to Stern the entire drive home. All the old, classics. all the old classics. We barely even spoke. We just rode and listened. And I mean, literally, like the very the second we got on the freeway, whatever that is, boom. that gets you to the ten in Peoria, started it, yep. and then we played that all the way up until we got onto the fifteen. Yeah, the whole one loop yeah, yeah. down to the yep. ten. Yep. 85 down to Gila Bend, yep, onto the yep. 8, down all the way to San Diego. The drive is so moronically easy when it, it just goes by so quick. So, um, But we all made it back safe and sound. And I, I'm going to have to drive a little bit uh, slower uh, going home today for sure, man. The, the rain it freaks me out a little bit. So uh, just be careful if you're out there on the roads right now. I did have somebody in the chat say, man, rainy day. I get to sit home. And watch Ben and Woods uh, live. I hope it's everything that you imagined on YouTube. You can watch us there. Um, you know, see us uh, in person. Kyle says, rainy day, day off, get to watch Ben and Woods live. So, shout out. We are going to go through our uh, NFL picks. I know mine will be very easy to recap right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fam. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Polly's wife just sent us a screenshot, Ben. Of um, our radio She's in the car. program that's airing right now on the radio. I think the weather may be messing with the radio signal because this is what came out of her. <laughs> our speakers. transmitter got wet again. Yes. Oh, no. Going in a different direction here, but or perhaps Do just going again. in a different direction here, but or perhaps just going in a different direction <laughs> here, but or perhaps just going in a different direction <laughs> here, but. Perhaps just going in a different direction here, but oh my god! Perhaps just going oh in a different god. direction. <laughs> there's a glitch in the ro- in robot Ben. Sometimes there's an actual Sometimes glitch there in me. Actually, is a glitch. I don't remember repeating that seven times <laughs> in a is, row, but that is spectacular, dude. That is here, but or perhaps just going in a different direction here, but or perhaps just going Three. in a different direction here, but or perhaps Four. just going in a different direction here, but. Or perhaps just going in a different direction here. You have to just going in a different direction here, but perhaps just going in a different direction here. That'd be a really good perhaps bit. Just, just going in a different direction here. See if he could do it the whole time. Just going in a different direction here, but perhaps just going in a different direction here. You have to blow on. Perhaps just going in a different direction here. All right, you're making me insane. Please stop. Good lord. Holy cow. That is oh, incredible. God. That's got to be a promo, Polly. Just perhaps going in a different direction here. Here, but perhaps just going in a different direction here. Perhaps just going in a different direction here, but.
Real or fake? Did Ben say Craig, this? Craig, Craig Elston just walked by. Is it just insane outside right now? Insane. Yeah, it's in. So it's in. Oh my god! I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> Taking two hours to drive home today. Holy cow, dude! That All right, last. Unreal. Let's go in a different direction here. And last. Uh, <laughs> Last perhaps 10 minutes. <laughs> going in a different direction here, but that's to talk a, a just little going bit about our direction here, but the weekend. perhaps just going in a different direction here. But. Mine are easy. After going one and five in the wild card round, I had the uh, I had the Texans, 49ers, Bucks, and Bills Sounds all like covered. Sounds like you should have gone in a different direction. <laughs> Sounds like you should have gone in a different and direction. Here. Not a single one of them came through for me this weekend. I went zero oh and four, leaving me at Holy one God. and nine. So far through two rounds of the playoffs against the spread. One and nine. All right. I have to ask you honestly. You're affected by this, yes. A little bit. Because <laughs> I, I feel like my logic still stands. I don't see necessarily where I totally got it all wrong. Like well, when you, you got the eight, four when you wrong. got nine but out my, of ten wrong. My thought That's process got going into it. Like I guess I didn't like I didn't see the Chiefs playing that well. I just didn't <laughs> think they were what I had seen over the course of the regular season, that team doesn't beat the Bills in Buffalo. But that wasn't the team I saw in the regular season. I, they played much better yesterday than they did the rest of the season. I agree, and that happens in the playoffs. There's teams that ramp it up in the playoffs. There's teams that have monster regular seasons and soil themselves in the playoffs. Dallas Cowboys did that. Los Angeles Dodgers do it every single year. right? So I, that's not that uncommon. What I want to know is... Now, you didn't spend a nickel. You didn't actually bet any of these games. Imagine the feeling of someone who actually puts their money using that, that logic. I, I think reputation is much more valuable than money. Because you're known as, I get a lot of grief. For, I'm the FM DJ, right? I don't know anything about sports. So when I mop the floor with Lord <laughs> Sports, it does make me feel a little bit better. I will give you that. I don't feel terrible about my Bucks pick. I mean, they were right there. That two-point conversion was the difference. I yep. think we were getting seven and a half. They were eight behind, went for two, didn't get it, ended up uh, ended up losing the that Lions one. Lions were, which game did you say? The Bucks lions Was it seven and a half? Uh, we had it at six and a half when six we made half. the pick. So if they had made the two-point conversion, I would have won that one. But yep. they did not make the two-point conversion. So that one could have gone either way. I uh, had the 49ers. I thought they'd cover. I guess the Packers did surprise me as as well as they played. I didn't think that game would be quite as close. And then the Texans, I was all in on C.J. Stroud. I thought he could keep that game within a touchdown or so. And in the first half, looked like he would. And then Lamar Jackson gave a nice halftime speech, apparently. And the Ravens came out like a team possessed in the second half. And that was it for that one. Or so, they played like the number one seed. Right. They yeah. Play like At but they didn't in the first. I, coming off I the said, I feel like coming off the bye, they'll probably probably struggle a little bit early. I imagine this will be a close game into the second half. No, and I don't want to give don't up a bunch chalk of points. It up like it was just an inspiring halftime speech. They're the number one seed at home coming off a bye. <laughs> so was the 49ers. Going up against a rookie quarterback. And I picked the 49ers thinking, okay, I think they're going to take care of business coming off the bye as the number one seed. But they didn't. I'm telling you, I put a lot of action on games. A lot. This is why I'm always reluctant to tweet my picks or to even talk about my picks. I believe. Well, how did you do? I won. I got two or something. Two and two. You got one. Yeah. I one got and one. three. One and three. And but I was. I had the lead the week before. Polly actually got us both. And Polly, how many did you get? Chris? I had three out of four. Three oh, out of four. Right. Now, did you? We all had Buffalo. Did you win money on those? I only won one. Uh, la, 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 la. yeah. Yeah. I won on the. 
Packers and the Bucks or the Lions game. I should okay. Say. So you've got the lead now because those were worth two. So what's the standings so now going into the conference was, championship game? It was the lead was three for Woods and then two for me and one for Ben after the wild card round. Now with the two points per game, I am in the lead with eight. Woods has five and Ben still has one point. Mm. Championship uh, weekend coming up. On Sunday, worth five a g- a each piece. game is worth three points. Three points. Okay. Super Bowl will be worth four points. Okay. So I need to make up at least three on Polly just to have a chance <laughs> to tie him in the Super Bowl. And if I want to win this, I need to make up six. I need to win both games and have Polly lose both games this weekend just to even have a chance going into the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. It's not looking good. I, I, and I'm Polly, I mean, you place wagers too. I don't mm-hmm. run to Twitter and say, oh, I've got oh, the. So I, it's like terrifying to me. I feel like I would go over the season if I posted every game that I bet. I won with the Lions. I ended up losing money because I had um, I played the player prop for Josh Allen to throw an interception. Yeah, which he I, I looked. I've won on those bets before. He throws a lot of interceptions. He does. I think out of eighteen games played now, he only had a clean game three times. Yeah. I think all year. Yeah, I'm like that's. I'll take that. Decent odds. Didn't happen. Yeah, but oh well. So just quickly the. Uh, the odds opening three and a half uh, Ravens point favorite over the Kansas City Chiefs okay. at home, and the Forty ers six and a half point favorites over the Detroit Lions. Opened at seven, it's been bet down by Lions backers to six and a half. I'm pretty confident on who I'm going to take. I can't speak to the fact that uh, they're going to win, but I'm confident in, in both games that I'm going to take this week. Um, we'll see how the lines shift. I am not as confident as you could probably imagine after going one and nine. A little bit reluctant. Pretty much I'm at the point where I may fade myself, <laughs> go through my entire thought process, decide on exactly who I think is going to win, and then just take the offense. We call that, that the point. Costanza? Yeah. I'm George. I'm unemployed. I live with my parents. Oh, I'm Christina. Hi. Nice to meet you. Victoria. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Do the opposite. If everything you think is wrong, do the opposite. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I put the futures down, uh, futures bet down on the Ravens. That line seems pretty fair, uh, right now. I feel fairly comfortable with that one. Um, the Lions Niners game to me is fascinating. It's just fascinating. I, 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 Kind of have a sexy pick, and I kind of have one that I feel like if I went with the Lions, though, and the Niners win by three touchdowns, I'd be like, you idiot. But they give you. But if the Lions play well, you'll go, yeah, of course. Of Dan course. Campbell's got this team He's got rolling, ready to and, go. Yeah, it's one of those where neither result is going to shock you. Yeah. It, you know, Debo, Debo being in there is going to, is going to say something. So you got to wait. These, you know, if you are a gambling person, Wait this one out. Don't you don't need to lock and, in and anything. And I think the other out. is true as well. I I mean my first my initial look at Ravens is three and a half. Come on, they're, they're the one seed. They've been the better team. Kansas City. Oh God, please don't say because now you're making me. But then, guess. but then, is it going to shock you if Patrick Mahomes plays well again? He just has the last two weeks. He's looked really good in the playoffs. Like playoff Patrick wow. Mahomes, he has way more playoff postseason wins than Lamar Jackson does. Yep. So again. It's the both of these games. They don't feel like there's a shocking outcome to either game. 
No, I I, I agree, and I, I think it's uh, it's dicey, man. This is when it gets down to <laughs> like the special teams punt return the other day. You thought, oh, this is gonna this is gonna change everything, and you know, Ravens came out and handled business, but. The weird, the fumble through the end zone, weird, weird stuff happens in the playoffs, and obviously it's magnified. And um, But yeah, with, with some guys being up in the air right now to lock in anything, I did see an interesting story this morning. Zach Ertz, Ben, is going to sign with uh, the Detroit Lions. So they're really, really good tight end, Matt Laporta. You saw him on the sideline a little bit, kind of banged up. Zach Ertz now is going, they're going to sign him this week. They've already signed him, or he's going to sign with the Lions. They're going to put him on the practice squad and essentially see if they can get him ready for the NFC title. Good game. name with playoff experience. But yeah. the fact that they're even going down that road is probably a bad sign. Correct. It, it means that the guy they really want to count on is pretty iffy for that game if they're on desperation signing you know, time right now. So I, I don't know if that's good news or bad news, but certainly a familiar name. Isn't that, isn't that wild, though, that like, you know, somebody could get cut – in baseball, and they're just kind of sitting there on the shelf. And the the weekend before, you know, the World Series, they're like, "Let's go get it. He's a DH. We need some pop. Let's just get him. He's there." Can't do that in baseball. And there's then a, have I a, missed a time deadline? Any head coaching hirings? I mean, Gerard Mayo was quickly hired for yeah. New England, and they took the interim tag off of Antonio Pierce over the weekend. Did you see the yeah, Raiders that, that little social yep. media video? And he walks into his office and. Head coach Antonio Pierce, but no one else has hired anyone. I mean, I think the Chargers have interviewed like 17 people for their head coaching job. The Falcons are supposed to be interviewing Jim Harbaugh again. So obviously everyone who said, oh, no, the Chargers are going to just go in, interview Harbaugh, and hire him right away. That didn't happen. He's making the rounds and talking to more people. Bill Belichick has had a couple of talks with the Falcons as well. And yet we're still waiting to, to find out on most of these hires that have not happened yet. It's an interesting uh, proposal on Twitter. If the Buffalo Bills are serious about winning a Super Bowl, they will fire Sean McDermott. They will they will hire Bill Belichick tomorrow, and they will win a Super Bowl. Is what I saw. They said they got all the pieces in place. Bill Belichick comes in and he wins the Super Bowl in his first year. He said if they're dead serious about actually want you know winning a Super Bowl in Buffalo, they will hire Bill Belichick tomorrow. And I thought the coach that finished well behind Sean McDermott this year in the yeah. AFC East. Yes, certainly. You don't see that happen very often. No. Nope. I I'd argue, and I know this is probably a minority opinion. Sean McDermott had a good season as coach. He had a team that was struggling, found a way to turn it around. I think that's one of the hardest things to do as a coach is find a way to turn down, turn around a struggling season, did it in the middle, had him playing great football all the way down the stretch, and they lost against a good team in a yep. close game. Didn't make the plays that they needed to. I don't know if that's on the coach. That's on the players to make those plays in the end. That they didn't. He didn't miss the kick in the end. That pass. He didn't drop the pass. Oh. I don't think it's Sean McDermott's fault they didn't win that game yesterday. No, I don't either. But, you know, I think the the circumstances change when Bill Belichick's sitting out there without a job and uh, a ready-made quarterback, you know, a ready-made team. Uh, yeah, be interesting to see. So um, that would just be another, another vacancy out there if the Bills ended up firing him, and I don't think they will uh, at all. But, yeah, man, uh, a lot of big names still sitting out there waiting uh, for, for an opportunity. 
All right, uh, we got Annie and Elston coming up next. At least uh, Craig has safely made his way through the storm into the building on this very rainy Monday. Uh, get you their thoughts from the weekend on everything that's been going on, baseball, football, and otherwise. That is coming up next. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, obviously, uh, I would love to see the Padres do something. Anything. This week. This the week, the Padres fill an outfield slot, perhaps? I need a slot filled like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> fill be my nice. slots. Would be nice if we, if we had at least a direction to ponder as you headed towards spring training. That's it for us. Uh, great job back in the studio today. Uh, executive producer and imaging director Paul Rindle for Stephen Woods. I'm Ben Higgins. Uh, stick around all day long. Be safe out there. We'll be back tomorrow at 6 a.m. on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. So long. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.